Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 63 of the Switch Mania Playcast. It's a me, a Mario Sode. Oh, you stole what I was going to say. <laughs> a Sode. There's no way you were going to say it. <laughs> you don't know that. You got to be more original. <laughs> you don't know that. Exactly. You don't know me. <laughs> Get out of my head, JP. Oh my gosh, what a crazy time. Every every week we start off a um episode differently now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, it's too fun though. Hello everybody, we are back with another playcast. Um final couple weeks of our pre-order for Super Blood Hockey for premium edition games. Um mm-hmm. And the Switch Collector is still available for sale on both PremiumEditionGames.com and HagensAlley.com. I know that I think we're at less than, we probably have about less than 30 now on each site. Uh, definitely less mm-hmm. than 30 on each site. Um, so make sure if you've been jonesing to get a copy and you want the first printing, definitely make sure you get a copy soon. Um, because with all the Switch collectors, if you miss it, there's no FOMO or nothing. Like, you can get your copy, but um, you may have to wait years. <laughs> like, it's, we're, we're, doing a, we're doing a thing right here with the, uh, with the Playcast and with Premium Edition. <laughs> we're, do, we're doing a thing. Might take a little bit of time, like, making video games. Making games! Um. <laughs> so, um, as always, we appreciate any five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Um, I haven't checked in a while. Have you guys checked to see if we have any more than the, like, 166 that we had, like, a while ago? Um, I checked I... the other day, actually, nothing new. Nothing new? Because I thought JP required people to go there. Yeah, it's, it's, in, the, it's in my giveaway. Uh-oh. Nobody's qualified huh. for the giveaway. That'd be hilarious. Everybody was disqualified. Everybody's disqualified. We get the the switch. <laughs> 169 ratings. One job. 169 ratings. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, so we maybe got it's because deals. I played at the very bottom, and there's like 14 things that you could do to be eligible for the giveaway. So maybe I need to move that up in like the last two weeks towards the top. So it's one of the first few that people see. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a, I mean, well, actually, let me rephrase. I didn't make people leave a five-star review. I just had them follow us on Apple Podcasts. Which is perfect. That's yeah, actually... I don't know how many followers we have now, but hopefully a lot more. Yeah, we we appreciate, though, any kind of star ratings because it does help us with uh, searchability on Apple. Yes. Um, and now on Anchor, it was weird because it decides every other day if it wants to disappear or not. Um, mm-hmm. So... But it does pop up there, um, and people are able to listen. I know we had a lot of feedback from last episode, uh, people enjoying what we were talking about. I don't know if you saw any feedback online, JP, with any tweets, but um, I did have some listeners reach out to me, and yeah. they, they were enjoying all the, the craziness of my predictions for Zelda and that it was going to happen <laughs> even though I did not predict the right game. But they were like, hey, you got your Zelda announcement that you talked about in the playcast. I was like, I did. That's awesome. And then I didn't watch it at that point. So everybody spoiled it for me. Y'all jerks. Now, <laughs> it was pretty cool. I love it. Um, so should we um, jump over to the news since I kind of yeah, led us to it? Yeah, it was a yeah, big definitely. news week. All right, whoever has it, because I don't. Harry, go for it. <laughs> I don't have it. I'm lost. I'm worthless. 
Go for it. Yeah, you know, it's surprising because we, we recorded on the last episode on a Monday, yep. um, and now it's Friday, and it's only four days in between. It's like, yeah. oh, well, there's probably not a lot. And it was it was a big news week, like, mm-hmm. really shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the biggest probably thing was uh, Nintendo, again with these Shadow Drop announcements. <laughs> this is the third one in a row with real no notification at all. Mm-mm. Comes out of nowhere with a video addressing Breath of the Wild 2, saying that Breath of the Wild 2 needs some more time. Obviously, COVID hit them, and they want to make sure the game is perfect. So 2021 for Breath of the Wild 2. There goes one of my predictions at the beginning of the year. But instead, we wound up getting a brand new Hyrule Warriors game, Age of Calamity, Mm -hmm. which is launching in November. It's their big November game. It is uh, obviously a follow-up to Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U, 3DS, and the Switch. But this time, the team is working very closely with the actual Zelda team to create a true prequel to Breath of the Wild, telling the story of a hundred years in the past, which personally I thought the second DLC pack was going to do that and it didn't. Mm -hmm. And I was a little disappointed with it. Um, So this is going to tell that story. It is going to be the warrior style and it looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. I did think it was very interesting um, that how they put it, that they're working very closely like, I mean, like, we're going to get our classic Hyrule Warriors, Dynasty Warriors-style gameplay, but in reality, it may be a lot closer to Breath of the Wild than than we're thinking. And as long as, they, you know, they don't bring the weapon breakage over, I think we'll be okay. Like, the graphics look what? amazing. <laughs> graphics look amazing. I mean, I have no no issues at all, honestly. Yeah, uh, so I'll jump in. I mean, for me... I did not play Hyrule Warriors, you know, when it came out on the Wii U or even on the Switch. And what's funny, just to uh, sidestep a little bit, is that all of a sudden everybody wants Hyrule Warriors. I don't know if you've noticed that online, yep. but oh, like everybody, everybody's searching for it. And then the comments I keep seeing is like, this is like a two-year-old game. Why does everybody <laughs> want it all of a sudden? And it makes sense. You know, you want to, when a sequel comes out to a series, you always oh, yeah. want to kind of jump back. And That's a that's an early year two game, a.k.a. Switch Collector Volume 2 name drop. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> but in in reality, it's on the cover of Volume Two, and we do have the cover. Like it looks yeah. amazing. But yeah, we have the link with the um with the Hyrule Warriors little neckerchief, mm-hmm. <laughs> the blue and scarf, I, the blue. Yeah. What did you call it? The blue scarf. The blue scarf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what's really cool is that this is starting to now remind me of the Kingdom Hearts series, where you're getting all these additional stories. And granted, you know. Technically, this is the second story in in the uh, Breath of the Wild series, you know, on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But it's a prequel, and it could mm-hmm. potentially lead up to maybe when you know, kind of the events of the of the the first game, you it's know, begin it. with with it's Link coming it. out and whatnot, and Link, and, you Link know, going you, into a coma. Yeah, but but what I like the, the different style of gameplay. So it's going to be action heavy. It's going to have the story in between, and I think it's a, a really smart way to. Not only just you know have another Nintendo title, but kind of bring people back to Breath of the Wild because there are people who are still playing it or are just playing it. But you know, someone like me that that beat it a while ago, I wasn't going to jump into Breath of the Wild really until the second one came out, and now I have this this uh, prologue to the first game that you know gets you all reinvigorated, excited again, and it kind of like holds you over until Breath of the Wild Two comes out now. A hundred percent. Yeah, the uh, 
I, I loved the original Hyrule Warriors. Uh, I played it to death on the Wii U way more than I thought I would. Uh, I didn't play the Switch version or the 3DS version, but I'm, I'm really wanted to kind of get back into that world. And if you play that game, you know it was done by Zelda fans. There's It's a love letter to the entire Zelda series, and just so much care was taken into it. Nintendo noticed, and that's why Nintendo wanted to tell this story and felt, hey, this, this is more like a warrior thing. This is large-scale battles. This isn't going to be dungeon crawlers, and it really fits. And what's, what's cool is we went into this year going like, oh, we're going to get Breath of the Wild 2, and now they've actually turned it into a trilogy because mm-hmm. this is really you know, a prequel. This is actually a trilogy at this point, right. which is awesome. And we, we talked last you know, episode about how Nintendo stated they wanted to do one Zelda a year, and, and mm-hmm. it really looked like Cadence of Hyrule Physical was what they were going to have to lean on. Mm-hmm. But no, instead, we do get a Zelda this year with Cadence of Hyrule as a bonus, just like it was last year. It was a bonus. And that's really crazy, because we're in halfway through year three, and this is going to be our fifth Zelda game on the platform. Yeah. Oh, darn. <laughs> uh, well, not see, counting like SNES Online or NES Online kind sit, of deal. Sitting yeah. here with my uh, my Zelda tattoos. Oh, oh darn, more <laughs> Zelda. Oh boy. Um, what games do you count? I will say, I'm what games one. do you count, Barry, for the five? Uh, well, I was counting Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I was counting Hyrule Warriors mm-hmm. Definitive Edition. I was counting Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. Cadence of Hyrule, and now Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, Heck, and obviously yeah. Breath of the Wild Two or whatever it's called when it comes out. But this is going to be the fifth game. I don't. I don't really count the NES online or SNES online because mm-hmm. that's that's Agreed. not really like ex- not necessarily exclusive, but it's more like a service. It's not like this right. is actually being released for the Switch. Well, and you can't own it. You right. can't own it either. Can't own it because once the service goes down or goes away, those games and experiences go away. You, you forget the service. Even if you stop having like subscribing, it yeah. checks every week. Exactly. Even if you're not online at your house. Yeah. yeah. So th- those other five, though, you can own, yep. and, and I count those as the five Zelda games so far. Okay, so I, will I like s- it. I will say, so I'm on the, the Zelda website because, you know, there are some questions about, you know, what the game encompasses and, and yeah. supports. Uh, so I do want to let people know, in case you didn't realize, is that you can pass a Joy-Con to a friend and take on Calamity Ganon as a team in local co-op multiplayer. Fight side-by-side or divide your efforts to cover more ground, complete objectives, or defeat the forces of darkness. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, it has dozens of different cutscenes. Yeah. And it has cutscenes that goes uh, sheds new light on Zelda, Four Champions, King of Hyrule, more. Uh, I think, I mean, it's, it sounds like it's really everything that we would want. Um, and I'm excited because, you know what, I really... Breath of the Wild was really one of the few Zelda games that I, I've actually beaten to completion. I mean, I put a, 110 hours into it with the two DLC expansions, and I loved it. And I know I didn't do everything in the game, like I didn't find all of the Korok seeds and, and things like that, but I loved the game and I loved the world that it built. And the fact that now you can jump in and again, it's 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 going to be action-heavy, which is great for someone like me that you know, kind of will have to play it in, in bursts, and I think this is great where you have like levels in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll do objectives or missions, and then you can kind of pause the game and then jump in again. But I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, everything about it just screams a win uh, for people wanting a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. So, and and what's really nice is we won't have to wait long. It's November twentieth. I mean, that's two months away, which is crazy because how fast Nintendo is now just dropping games where we thought. Pikmin was going to be like that 
big holiday game that we'll get. And in, in two weeks' time, we're getting Mario 3D All-Stars, and they just shadow-dropped the release on that. They shadow-dropped the release on this one. And, I mean, there's still there's still no December. I mean, we still don't even know if they're going to do anything else in December. Don't we get Mario well, next week? Yeah. yeah next oh, week. my Friday. goodness. Oh, my like, goodness. How crazy is that? Well, you know, there's all these, these short, and people love this, this short uh, window between announcement and release. I love it as well. But you have to think like this wasn't originally nintendo's plan this is because of corona like all these announcements were most likely going to be their e3 and yeah. because of everything they just held back and waited till they were sure they can get the games out and then announced it that, that includes pikmin 3 that includes paper mario mm-hmm. um those were all you know announced so quickly before they come out and i i'm imagining they're all part of nintendo's e3 which is what we're getting now my my prediction is that is the last shadow drop we see with which is part of their e3 package mm-hmm. like I, th- I feel like zelda was probably their one more thing um mm-hmm. yeah. because mario was the big one and then oh yep. one more thing here's our zelda and then they unless we have some kind of teaser with a status update not really a release window but a status update on on metroid prime 4 that'd be mm-hmm. the only thing i could see that they would have done at e3 that they would at least said some kind of update. I I know that it's back to the drawing board or whatever. So I don't think there's any any way we're gonna see, um, you know, a date. But we might see something. My my prediction is outside of because we're getting more information on September 26th for Hyrule Warriors. They stated that yeah. we can mark it in the book. Outside of that, I do feel there's gonna be at least one more partner direct this year. And maybe yeah. something at the Game Awards, but but I do think you're right. I think everything else has been been held over. And I, I have Metroid Prime Four, along with the trilogy, which has been rumored forever. I believe will be next year because next year is Metroid's 35th anniversary, like it is Zelda's. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a perfect time to do trilogy as an anniversary thing and Metroid Prime Four. Man, think about how crazy Year Five could be if we get Metroid Prime trilogy, Metroid Prime Four potentially, and Breath of the Wild too. Like, well, it's also going to be Zelda's 35th anniversary next year, too. That's what I'm saying. But we get Breath of the Wild 2, like, pretty much they're they're talking about it if it doesn't get pushed, which Zelda always notoriously gets delayed, but... Yeah. Well, it just did get delayed. And what about the Skyward Sword leak and or a rumor, and yeah. what about, you know, maybe Wind Waker and Twilight Princess coming over and other things? 3D All-Stars. <laughs> yeah, could be. Zelda All 3D All-Stars. All-Stars. So I gotta ask both of you a question because it, it really makes me think where we started, you know, when we started seeing all these ports coming over. And I remember a lot of people going like, ah, oh, another port. And this is like, you know, two years ago, even like three years ago. But now here we are with Mario 3D All-Stars. It's the number one seller on Amazon's across the world. It's sold out. I mean, it, it looks like it's sold out on Amazon mm-hmm. US where it's still available at, you know, Best Buy Walmart. But now I feel like we we're we want all these ports. We want all these remasters. And it's not even that we necessarily need new games. It's just like the thought of like, wow, we may get a whole Zelda collection of games from various consoles in the past. We may get the Metroid Prime Trilogy collection again. And we haven't seen that since yeah, yeah. since the Wii. And I don't I don't really see people complaining as much anymore. And I don't know if you still do. Because you're not I looking, like... JP. No. <laughs> <laughs> no um, in, in reality, though, people want great games. And that's what they want. They want good experiences. Uh, we haven't really seen a solid up-resed Mario 64 outside of fan communities. I think the last time we saw Mario 64 was on the Wii. I could be wrong. Um, when, But, like, Mario 64 really hasn't been touched. And then Mario Sunshine really hasn't been messed with. 
So, like, people have been wanting those. And I really think because of the 3D collection, you remember, it was a year or two ago, and we even used it as a picture, Mario chilling on the, on his on his beach yep. chair. And, like, so that right there was, like, confirmation. So I think nowadays the vocal minority online who do all the comments and everything, I think they really want to be surprised by things but they also want to be able to predict and everyone's like oh see i told you sunshine was coming now they're all happy like it's it's really weird um they still found something to complain about because we didn't get galaxy 2 and they're still complaining um did you see the article on galaxy 2 did you see the article on galaxy 2 Mm-mm. Oh, what about the whole... So basically, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically the program team wasn't really happy during the production of Mario Galaxy 2 to the point mm-hmm. where that is the prediction why we aren't seeing Mario Galaxy 2 even mentioned in the video when they did the history because of the negativity that the team had for it while they were creating it. Interesting. Mm, well... I, I don't necessarily think that was the reason it was left out of the medley, because there were other games left out of the medley at the end. Um, a like lot of Mario two games. Two. A a lot lot of two New games. Super Mario Bros. 2. A lot of twos. Um, I, I, I'm saddened to hear that's what it was like in terms of development, and they did like talk about it like the Majora's Mask kind of deal, where they just had to kind of make it, and they didn't really want to, in a sense. But um, it came out really well. And they should be proud of that, even if they didn't, you know, they weren't happy at the time. Yeah. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's something that hopefully they could look back and go, you know what? We didn't really enjoy making it. It was pretty grueling. But you know what? At least we made a game that, you know, places rated a 10, you know, like that people love. I mean, could you imagine if you hated making a game, you're forced to make a game. And when you put it out, it got like a 4.5 Metacritic score. <laughs> like, that'd be like an extra blow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing we didn't touch on, and I'm curious about your guys' opinions on this, yeah. because people have been talking about it, especially with this Hyrule Warriors, is on the cover, it shows the four champions, it shows Zelda, and it shows Link, but it also very, very, you know, predominantly shows what appears to be a baby guard, a guardian, or, or people call it like a portal turret, um, and, and some people speculate this is going to be an extra playable character. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I did not know this, but I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, really? Yeah, right there on the cover, yeah, it I appears it. to be a baby guardian. And it's so, people think it's a playable character because it, it's right there. It's so close with the others. Like, hmm. people are falling in love with this thing. They want to pet it, they want to own one. <laughs> what do you guys think of this? You know what it looks like to me? Is it, I don't know if you've ever, either of you have watched Dragon Ball GT, but oh, that yes. little annoying Hero. ass robot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it looks like um i mean here's the thing how many playable characters was there in or were there in the original hyrule warriors there were tons right there were so, tons and even more added huh. oh that that's absolutely either going to be a playable character or it's going to be your helper character or both um mm-hmm. it's on the cover there's there's no way that that's not a major part they're not going to show an enemy on the cover like that it's going to be a playable right. I mean, he shows all the heroes predominantly. So yeah, little uh, what was his name? Hero. Giro was. Yeah, the li- there we go. Little little uh, little Giro Guardian Guardian Giro over here is hey, gonna be the. the you one. think you'll be able to play as Calamity Ganon? Well, maybe Ganon was Ganon and Ganondorf were both playable in. Yeah. The Hyrule Wars. But I wonder, like, you know, whose perspectives are we gonna? I mean, you know, we obviously know that people on the cover we're gonna see their perspective, but I wonder from the other side too. That's I think- a good. 
I always find it interesting. Like, you know, you take Super Mario Odyssey and you get to play as Bowser even just for a little bit, and it's fun, and it's just like something you don't expect. And I feel like with this, it'd be really interesting to see all sides of the story. wonder if you get to play as uh, one of the the uh, bad ninjas. <laughs> the Yiga clan? Yeah, you play as like the oh, main, the main cool. Yiga guys. They, they are in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be interesting. Now, can we talk about the most important thing in this entire game? Oh. Sure. The lucky ladle. Oh, God, that's digital <laughs> only. So, so for those of you who don't know, it's a digital version pre-order bonus. It's one of the weapons Link can use in the game. You can equip this for battle paired with a pot lid, or you can fuse it with other weapons for stat boosts. And then in little small print, it says, this item will not be immediately available to owners of the package version of the game, but may be offered as a paid item at a later date. But a digital version, you'll get it included. I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan. And I don't know I why. I don't like n- that Nintendo's doing that and promoting it. I'm surprised. Like, I always didn't think that they cater to more so to the online market. But, they you know, I, I feel like this could have easily, at the very minimum, just been a little piece of paper inside the case. You know, you get more gold coins for a digital purchase than a physical purchase. You do. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yep. Did not know yep. that. It, it's it's utter garbage. Like they they That's do not care for for physical games. <laughs> hey, look, maybe one day we're gonna see a switch digital only. Look look at how many games they've put out. Even like like for example, Bayonetta one. You know yep. that the whole debacle. You made it in one region, you can make it in others. Nope, nope. Right. Hmm. You know, ironically, uh, one thing I don't have is, and I think they're reprinting them. But I actually don't have the four Guardian Amiibos. I never got them. They are reprinting them, yes, and they were they the same day. Nice. So yeah, I never did buy them because I think they were like $5 more each, and I always came across them. They were heavier, yeah. Yeah, I was like, ooh. So I, uh, they're doing like a four-pack, right? Yeah. wonder how much the four-pack is co- it costs. Because if they were like $15 each, I think, before. So I was like, I was like, man, I don't want to spend $60 when I could buy a game or two games, pretty much. They're really nice, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they're awesome. And I definitely have every other Zelda Amiibo. So those mm-hmm. are the only ones I'm missing. So so, so do you think that, you know, we know, we know that there's going to be the Cat Mario and Cat Peach uh, next year and obviously the remaining Smash characters. But do you think... This is it for Amiibo? You think they're just going to reprint existing Amiibo when new games come out that take advantage of, like in this case? I would. I mean, I'm hoping that they open up more to third parties like we had Shovel Knight. Like, that would be cool because I will tell you, if they do that and there's a way, we will make it happen for our games. Well, more than Shovel Knight, we had uh, uh, Dark Souls had an Amiibo and Diablo 3 had an Amiibo as well. Well, I'm saying open it up to, to third parties because they're they're more bigger <laughs> companies. But more bigger. Saying, yeah, you, you open it up to, to us. Like I will, we will put our games on, on amiibos. Like I will make that happen. Super blood hockey amiibo. That's what I'm saying. Or robot named fight amiibo. Like think about that. We have to have a, a one of the skaters who's dead, like on the ice, as the amiibo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they they would absolutely want a gory amiibo. <laughs> we also need a cloud berry amiibo berries <laughs> cloud berry teletubby oh god <laughs> i could absolutely see barry getting us banned immediately thanks barry. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things damn it That's true <laughs> uh, should we move on to something else in the news yeah, yeah what else go is going it. on what else you got uh well 
yesterday was the Ubisoft Forward. Yes, it was. And Ooh. it was it was people people were really excited about this one, uh, wondering what they were going to announce, and they announced a couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which is used to be uh, Gods and Monsters. Yep. Which looks phenomenal. Absolutely, Breath of the Wild. Talking about Breath of the Wild, looks like Breath of the Wild meets God of War, and is coming out December third, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that is going to fill that December void. Uh, that is coming to the Switch as well as other systems, and it looks way better than I think most people expected it to look. Yep. I was upset that there was no Kid Icarus crossing like Starlight. Uh-huh. Um, I mm. still hope maybe there is something that they will show off. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. The the next biggest I would probably say is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is coming back. And in oh, total yeah. tone, death, fashion <laughs> of Ubisoft, they are not doing a physical. Unbelievable that they would not take this good press of here we're bringing this game back and physical this is what you wanted. Especially after all these allegations and all this you know, sexual I mean, do you conduct. Do you really think... With all the teases that Limited Run Games did and all the newsletters about Scott Pilgrim, that they're not going to be printing that. There's, they, there's, there's they no stated, way. They stated that they they were not they had no plans, have no plans for it. This is this is new to them. They didn't know this was coming. They teased a big announcement and have stated. I think it's on the 25th. They've stated that this has nothing to do with Scott Pilgrim. Super Rare has also chimed in saying that. They were completely surprised by this and also have no plans to do a physical. Well, as, as fortunately, as. JP said, never said that he was not surprised. So, <laughs> I mean, I will say we, we that ne- we never say never from Premium Dish. Well, I, I am surprised that Ubisoft isn't doing it themselves because we all know that, like maybe ten minutes after their presentation, you know, the website started getting the, uh, the two the. Not not Scott Pilgrim, but what was it? Immortal, Immortal Phoenix Rising, Immortal Phoenix, and the Gold Edition. So yeah. the Switch is also getting two versions of it. But then Prince of Persia, the remake, yeah. Sands of Time, is coming to the Switch, and it's up for pre-order already. But Scott Pilgrim wasn't. So to me, I was very surprised that they wouldn't have just taken the game and, and done it themselves. Do I think you know a limited company is going to put it out? Yeah, I am going to be very surprised if we don't see a physical. Now, I I view this now with the announcement as that. Um, what movie was that where, like, you know, you had the, the big pot of money at the end and everyone had to race for it? It was like Ready Mad Player Race. No. <laughs> Mad Mad World or something like that. Oh, Ready, Ready, Mad, Ready Mad, Player Mad One. No. Well, you yeah, drive no, back. Was, but, was, but I literally picture, like, every single now, like, limited indie publisher just, like, having this, like, impromptu meeting going, like, you just saw that, right? We got to get on that. And, like, everybody around the world is thinking the same thing because it's like, I mean, I'll just throw it out there. I mean, you know, premium edition games. We'll do it for free. We'll give you all the money. Just give us the game. That's right. <laughs> Good That's right. I said that without any consulting with uh, Jeffrey Barry. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, this is going to be one of those games that if they're really not going to be publishing it themselves, it's going to go to the highest bidder. I mean, it has to. And it's it's crazy that you know nothing is lined up right now. So I, I have a feeling that by the time the game comes out, which I think is supposed to be holiday season. I feel we're going to hear some kind of announcement somewhere from someone uh, that you know a physical is coming. But I will say the funny thing is Hard Copy Games put out a tweet, and they're like, we're really surprised no one asked us if we're doing a physical. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost wanted to respond and, and just you know hand them like a, like a gif of like us giving them a drink or something, like we're right there with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that but, is... Yeah, but, yeah I mean, but, but like... Really, JP, we've been around for a cup of coffee. 
Like, yeah. in, in reality, like, once we actually have some games out in people's hands, then <laughs> I feel like we'll be in the game. Like, until then, like, we're, I mean, I'm literally submitting and talking with Nintendo every day. So, like, yeah. on multiple game releases, so it's not like we're... We're not making things happen, but no, the games aren't in people's hands yet. Until the games yeah. are in people's hands, they're they're not going to be taking us as serious as the other companies yet. Uh, but we'll be there. It's I it's will time. say this though, unbeknownst to both of you, is that I do have a feeler into Ubisoft. I'm so not surprised what, that, that whether is anything a, comes it, of it or not. You know, I would say the percentage chance is like that zero point zero zero one. But I'm I'm just saying that if if there's some if if they're saying that there's nobody committed to this game and everybody wants it, absolutely I'm going to at least ask the question and we'll see if we get a response. So, I mean, in in reality, like we talk to everyone. Like yeah. I mean, no, no game is too big or too small for us to look at. And we're, yeah, we're this part is of the community, one that everyone. you know literally started trending the minute that, you know, the developer well or no, the creator, um he literally was just like like trolling everyone he's like i have an announcement to make and like he got like thousands of retweets and then he's like go to www.ubisoft.com like forward slash thousands of likes and then he's like i'm a really tall guy and he got like a lot of likes and then obviously you know the announcement went out and it was the trending item like immediately so this game not getting a physical i don't believe that at all (laughs) or not getting a physical i don't believe that at all we're gonna get one somehow yeah i i really hope we do it just it's just it would be a shame if this yeah. didn't um but like like you alluded other things prince of persia sands of time is getting a remake and yes. that is uh has been hinted that the switch is going to get it but a couple months later like two months after the other systems yeah. um happy it's, to see that it's at the cool. GameStop, and what's really cool is you can unlock the original 1989 i think it was that year uh version of the game and apparently there's also a way to like switch the the vi- the visuals between the original and the remaster. Nice. They had that in the original uh, game. You can unlock the original Prince of yeah. Persia. Yeah. Oh, okay. So at least they're they're keeping that in there. And I, I'm excited because the Prince of Persia series was really fun. And then they had what two Sands and I forgot. The, it was I mean, Sands there, you know, of there Time. Was, there was Prince there was, of Persia two. Yes, there, there was. They were both. There were three. Three no. was three D. Well, it yeah. Was Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia 2, Prince of Persia 3D, mm-hmm. and a couple like other little like Prince of Persia Mobile, I think. I actually Sands- liked the Prince of Persia Next Gen, where they call it the yes. same damn name. But I actually yeah, enjoyed that, even though it was like handheldy. Um, I did mm-hmm. like it. Did you now? Did you beat that game? No, no. All right, that game is the ultimate slap in the face because if you play and beat that game at the very and this is a spoilers for a game in 2008 but still you beat that game and the whole mission is to stop the big bad big surprise so you stop the big bad but the girl that you're with mm-hmm. dies and the only way to save her is to release the big bad to save her life so you release the big bad undoing everything you just did in the whole game and you carry her away and she's pissed at you <laughs> then it ends like that continues in a DLC um, chapter that doesn't really end satisfactorily, and then they never continued the game. <laughs> so it's terrible <laughs> in that regards. Um, they never they they expected it to be bigger, and then of course Assassin's Creed, and that just took off. So they never looked back. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there were four games in the Sands of Time trilogy, which is really weird because mm-hmm. they did Sands of Time, Warrior, uh, yeah, Warrior Within, and then uh, 
the what uh, two thrones and then later on they did the forgotten sands um and they're all great games yeah. like they're absolutely great games if you've never played them i recommend getting this remake um everything else they did was i don't know if anything else was really on the switch um there was that new like mmo style extreme sports game which looks cool but i doubt that's going to hit the switch mm-hmm. i think it's already out for ps4 and xbox one pre-orders everything else was uh was other systems but those were the big three for switch and they look awesome nice hmm. it was it was it was a good presentation i mean i feel like you know we're we're ramping up to the end of the year and it's just so many announcements now like it's it's insane well and and this has been the year of announcements because like when things got canceled people started to piecemeal out announcements throughout the year and it's been tons oh, and yeah. tons there's been more announcements than i feel like if we would have had an e3 and a pack you know i I still don't know if I would have preferred just having Nintendo's E3 and then we would have already known all these things and just kind of waiting for the release. But this this has been fun. I mean, it's it's a little stressful, you know, of, of us reporting it because, you know, Jeff, you're at work all day. And, like, for me, I'm working. And then they shadow drop an entire presentation. And I'm trying to share it while working and watching. And then all of a sudden, you know, pre-orders are starting to pop up for various things. And it, it's it's crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of like it. I mean, it, it's been fun. It keeps things uh, entertaining. It keeps you on your toes. And it keeps things from getting stale, uh, as opposed to all of us waiting for June for a 40-minute presentation. And then that's kind of it. Yeah. We constantly get a little meat on the bone. Yeah. And it's, hey, um, it's, it's good J- meat. Hey, JP, there was, um, there was one more piece of news that I saw. Maybe more than one more. But I actually saw something um, online that is yeah. interesting. So Dan, you know, Dan did our video for the um, for the premium is, edition direct. Um, there was the a, that just there was one? an announcement that there's yep. this console wars CBS yep. all access. They literally stole his logo he created and used it for <laughs> CBS. <laughs> That's insane. He's been doing that console wars for years. So. That's interesting because, like, he posted like he was surprised. So I was like, well, maybe he, you know, is part of it. No, 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 he's not. And that's really weird. It says, like, it's a selection of a film festival or something. Well, I remember when I read the book, there was a forward from Seth Rogen and uh, I don't know if it was Adam McKay or, or somebody else. But they were they were the ones who were working on it. And I thought it was supposed to be a movie, like, years ago. And then nothing came of it. And, you know, it's funny, after watching the high score and they, you know, they touch upon this console war a little bit, I was always thinking, like, are we ever going to see, you know, console wars based off of the book coming out? And what perfect timing or, you know, is it a coincidence that right after high score now this is coming out? But I'm, I'm excited because this is this is the fun era of gaming. And it's going to be really interesting to see, like, how much they include, who they're who they interviewed. Howard um, Phelps, for sure. Yeah. And Howard Lincoln, both Howards, because yep. um, I have the trailer playing as we're talking right now. <laughs> a lot of Sega and a lot of Nintendo, obviously. Um, so I saw Wario 64 posted, and I literally clicked on the link, and then all of a sudden Skype started ringing. And I was like, oh, my God, we got to record, and I really want to watch this trailer. Begin. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's literally going to be a lot of people from Sega and Nintendo from the era. I want. I mean, nice. we're pro- we're definitely. I definitely saw a picture of Chris Tang, so we're gonna see a little bit more Chris Tang, mm-hmm. um, which is always great. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see like how we actually, um, how it actually goes. 
it's weird that they took you know Dan's logo without asking. But then again, really, Dan yeah. just created his his logo though from the Nintendo logo and the Sega like fonts. So it's not like it couldn't uh-huh. have been recreated pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But I think it's literally the same size. That's where it's like what? I think the. Yeah, what's I up? I bet they just Googled Console Wars and it popped up and they just took it. <laughs> oh, I or guarantee Maybe Dan is in it. We don't know. Dan is in it. You're in it, maybe, Dan. You know what? He, for having done a channel for so long, you never know who they reached out to and they could have said, hey, we like your logo. Or they could have just taken it. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though, is that it's. I'm looking, I just Googled their logo. So it's not the exact same logo because they overlaid wars over the console part on the Uh Nintendo a little bit more. So they actually did change it just enough. I mean, (laughs) it's the exact same fonts, though, like Nintendo and Sega fonts. Like, it's, I mean, absolutely. But real interesting. Real interesting. So, Barry, you're absolutely I'm on on Dan's side. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like four days of between recordings. So much news. It, It really is. Like, so many announcements, so many, you know... Just just overwhelming, you would think, like, four days. All right, that's not going to be that much to talk about. And instead, uh-huh. it's an explosion. And there's, there's some other stuff, like, in the, the collector community, of course. Um, I know one of, of the course. games that people have been clamoring for uh, and shot up also in value uh, was Mary Skelter 2. And now yep. that's getting a reprint. And it's great to yep. see these reprints coming in, for, especially for those that really want... Um, you know, they, they missed out, and now they want. And unfortunately, some of these games are just skyrocketing Hyrule Warriors we're seeing right now. And it's a, it's a double-edged sword when it comes to physical collecting, because it's like, do I open this and play and enjoy it, or if I just leave it alone for a month, is it going to, like, triple in value? Right. <laughs> well, I will say that when it comes to some of these, it is better to wait, especially when it skyrockets, because with newer consoles... Um, you do have a fluctuation of the market based on hype and based on excitement. Um, mm-hmm. It is the same thing. I mean, I've been collecting for you know 30 years. Um, it's the same thing you see with Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. There are fluctuations in price. However, if you wait too long, it turns into an NES, Nintendo thing, where now the prices are... Re- that everyone's like, oh, there's a bubble that's going to burst. Now the prices, because the comic and coin collectors got into the business now like you can't get any games for affordable price because um i was actually chatting with kyle from you know my old podcast vgbs we were, we were chatting on the skype like about a month ago and he's like oh yeah i gotta get the cib of this game it's probably like 40 bucks now i go do google it he's like 400 <laughs> he's like what he's like because he used to be able to spit the prices the ebay price off the top of his head he tried and it's like no you're like 10 percent off like <laughs> like i was like dude so there is a time if the hype stays that it will shoot up and stay collectible however mm-hmm. there's one thing with this this has always been my theory with with collecting is that Nintendo NES, Super Nintendo, even 64, did not have hardcore collectors doing complete sets when it came out. And most of us now that are in our primes threw those boxes away as a kid. Some people got lucky and their parents like put them away. Like I know Kyle, his mom like folded them all up and put them away and he didn't know. Smart. Um, oh yeah. Like me? No, mine were gone. But all my manuals oh. I put in a baggie. 
So I have all my original manuals. They're all mint, yep. which is crazy. That's awesome. But like, um, but that's the thing is nobody collected the stuff. And when I say nobody, I mean like you know ninety percent people didn't collect yeah. it. Now mm-hmm. I mean you know people buy two games, buy one to play, one to save. Like that yep. means that later on it will not be as valuable for whatever people are collecting. Mm-hmm. The stuff that's going to be valuable is the stuff nobody thinks to collect. 100%. But it, <laughs> you know, play devil's advocate for you. Yeah, you, yeah. You're right. You're 100% right. Uh, that's the reason why baseball cards were, you know, so valuable and, and coins and stuff. Like no <laughs> one the thought, 90s was terrible for comics because everybody oh, was comics, collecting Oh, comics, 90s. Everybody, yeah, the garbage. Um, that's what that's what happened. Everyone was like, whoa, whoa, saw whoa. the market. Garbage. Well, their comics were good, but everyone thought they were going to be worth billions, and they're they're worth yeah. the same. Beanie price. babies. Superman Beanie babies. died. Yeah, and how many people bought Superman dies thinking Every- it's going to be worth billions? Brand and those comics aren't worth much. That was the problem. I think major characters hadn't really. I mean, were digressing, but with Superman, I remember watching like the documentary after one of the animated movies. And, like, stores obviously were speculating. People were speculating. Like grandparents were coming and buying, like, three or four copies because Superman died. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of ushered in that whole wave of characters dying, making a big deal. Then they're coming back to life. We didn't say but anything yeah, about I mean, stories or quality, JP. We're just talking no. about collectability. Exactly. No, no. It's true. And, but and I think what's interesting with the Switch is so many people, like myself, ended up going for the full set or, you know, a, a big collection thinking it was going to be manageable. And then out of nowhere, like, seriously, it really felt out of nowhere all these games are coming out to the point where so many people i see now are just unloading their games and going i can't do this i'm just going to collect what i want i can't you know afford every game anymore it's not worth it and i see more and more people as the year you know the years of the switch are going on that they're they're changing their mindset Uh, so Mm -hmm. it is interesting to see kind of like at the very end well who who's still in that you know one percent of collecting but also which games now are going to be those hard to get ones that you know also people... what you don't see mm-hmm. too because i know a lot of collectors in the shadows that don't publicize mm-hmm. anything they don't go on forums they don't communicate right. or if oh, they yeah. do they don't publicize what they do and i know guys that have the biggest collections bigger than what's on guinness and they just don't yep. they they don't brag about it, but they have way more like mansions oh, yeah. filled with stuff. There's princes that I know in other countries that were part of Nintendo Age back in the day. Princes that have everything. <laughs> like there's stuff out they there. They might live in Nigeria, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, but after sending all that money to them, they better have a big collection. But but to go back to to playing devil's advocate. You know, with that is 100% right, and obviously everyone wants to know what's going to be the next stadium events, and people have been speculating consistently mm-hmm. with the 360 and the Wii and the PS3 and the and going on to the current systems. Oh, what's going to be the next thing? What's going to be the next lovers uh, for the Switch kind of deal? There's no way to know. You know what it's going to be, Barry? Super Blood Hockey. Super Blood Hockey. Super Blood Hockey, because um, we're not pr- we're going to print like three copies, everyone, and then and, and racing no. with JP. <laughs> No, um, actually, it was a good segue that you get you gave us. You know what game it's going to be? Because JP brought it up. Gunlord X. What happened, oh. JP? What happened? Yeah. No, I didn't but... even get to finish my thought, but okay. No, sorry, Barry. <laughs> Moving on to Gunlord X. No, we uh, we literally did a segue. You segued us, Barry. <laughs> Barry, would you like to finish? All I was going to say is... Cause this, usually, well, it will go well, down like something... seven more uh, seven more rivers. <laughs> 
you know, obviously with the older stuff where people didn't collect, but you're still seeing that with new stuff where systems after they die, people are, hey, they want to go for a full set. Like full mm-hmm. set collecting is like the new big thing. You know, I do it, you do it, we, you know, a lot of people do it. And with the previous generation, you know, with the, the Vita and the 3DS and the Wii U, people are gunning for those sets. And there were some titles in those sets that have just blew up out of nowhere and you're you're, you're talking almost to the you know getting close to the thousand hour mark you know it's like wait a minute this is newer stuff so mm-hmm. you never know it, it's especially with covid this the cold collector market is going crazy and we won't now you go on JP. gunlord yeah so <laughs> so gunlord x was a game that got self-published by ng dev who had uh developed the game mm-hmm. i think they did look and they did. it was right before COVID. So the pre-orders went up on their website. Everybody pre-ordered. And then COVID hit. And what happened was they turned off shipping to the U.S. And it still turned off. So what? Ha- so anybody who had pre-ordered the game, they put it into like a, like a placing hold. So your copy is secure. That's what we thought. And they would ship when they can. And as of right now, they're saying October, November. But when I reached out to them, I had, um, I forget what I asked them, but on their website, they said something about like a, a new printing or a second printing. And they had told me that, oh, oh, I asked them if there was going to be a difference between the two because I pre-ordered the original. And they said, well, we're not sure yet if, you know, the cover is going to be different, but we'll let you know which one we send out when we start shipping. And in my mind, the first thing I'm thinking is like, I thought you held my my first printing copy. And I'm starting to think that may not be the case anymore. They may have shipped out you know, to whoever they could. And I think they're planning on reprinting to make up, you know, the difference. And all those people in the U.S. who didn't get it may not be getting the original, you know, first printing anymore. And that's a bit of a concern because, you know, obviously as a full set collector, I would probably end up buying both printings if if it comes to that. But I don't want to have to now go on eBay or a third-party site to buy what I initially had pre-ordered and thought I was getting. Have you so, seen the cover of this one too? Because like people have it on eBay and it's about a hundred bucks shipped, by the way. But um, like there's yeah. no um, they don't have any rating on the front, and then on the back there's like giant white space. Like, like you know, I why, haven't seen the back. Why would you use so much white space? Like it literally doesn't look like it's conforming to any policies. <laughs> Because, you know, us being part of it now, like, there are specific things we have to do in the U.S. that must be so much more lenient in Europe, um, or they it, just did what they wanted and didn't care. No. You know, it's interesting. What's missing is all of the, like, epilepsy and seizure warnings. Like, all of that text is what's There's missing. nothing on there. Um, yeah, and that's, that is odd, because it's not like, you know, they have the red on the front for the Switch logo, so obviously the, the coloring... You know, wasn't an issue like we saw with Darksiders when they had the black cover and then you realize that all the red text was gone and that was all the warning. But same here. It's like they literally took the template, uh, put everything in and then didn't put in like the, the small fine print text. <laughs> it's so weird, but, but that could be our stadium events as if literally this version is only going out to people that were able to get a copy during COVID and then... When they ship out the U.S. ones, it's one with a rating on it or with a filled out back or it's a different variant. And, I mean, yeah, uh, now you're making me wonder what to do. All right, I'll do and it's after. double the price of what it was. It's like, yeah. because like even the yeah. limited editions, which I got a limited edition, it's over $200 on, on eBay right now, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll, I will keep monitoring that one. So if I hear anything, if they get back to me, you know, we'll share that. But yeah, for now, I'm just going to kind of keep watching that one and yeah. let's hope it doesn't turn into where all of us collectors from the U.S. have to now spend an exorbitant amount. I mean, I won't be happy if I don't get the version I pre-ordered, but I won't, like, go out and buy the original because mm-hmm. I only get one of each one. It would just be like, hey, I got the first printing. Like, why didn't I pre-ordered it, like, within minutes, just like we all, right. all three of us did. Like, yep. why am I, why didn't they just put it aside? Like, if somebody pre-orders stuff, like, what, whatever I do, like, they're in the first bucket. Well, not only well, that, but they're lying. They specifically state where you're putting yours aside. It's being held for you. It yeah. is reserved for you. If they don't do that, then they are boldface lying to not just us, to everybody in the United States. That's a huge clientele to alienate and 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 lie to. Yeah, that's and, not something that you can just assume people are okay with. Yeah. Um, but you know what we say? You know when like for the typical thinking is that if you pre-order something, it's yours and it's on hold. On hold. And I love PlayAsia, but even PlayAsia does a similar thing where you pre-order, let's say, three or four games, and two of the three are in stock and one isn't. They don't hold those two. So by the time the third game comes in, the first two may be sold out. And then you'll get an email saying, oh, we're sorry, you know, we don't have enough inventory or whatever, and we had to you know, refund you for this. And that's, that's interesting because it's like, well, I gave you my money. I don't know why you wouldn't put it aside and why you would just keep selling it. So... Yeah, especially when you put it pay up front, because players you pay up front. Yeah. And Gunlord, we paid. It wasn't that we put five dollars down. Right. We paid in full. They have our money. <laughs> they have our money and they have our game. Mm-hmm. And you'll know so, right now that and now I will say the other company right now that isn't shipping to the US is B side games. But yes. I I I believe, at least from talking with them, if you whatever you pre order, it's just on hold there. So there's no issue of a reprint or them selling your copy. It's just they don't ship to the US right now. It's but weird. yeah, it's uh interesting times and, and something that you never thought would happen. Do you hey, think um, how much longer do you think this is gonna be, this no shipping to the US? Well, for, I know with, uh, with NG Dev they said they were planning October, November, hopefully to start shipping again. Uh B side games they still didn't have a date. So at this point, I know people in Canada, and and it's weird. They're shipping to Canada. They're not shipping to the U.S., so I guess it's just with the carrier services. But at this point, I'm trying to just change my address and just uh, get it on its way to somewhere so I can JP's get it. JP's going to move. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sp- speaking of pre-order stuff, uh, Barry, because I know JP saw it. Barry, did you see that um, – that we were super blood was featured on the back cover of old school gamer magazine. Yes, I did. Oh my God. So mad that I don't have a physical copy of this JP. (laughs) Like, I guess, yeah, like I didn't write the magazine. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's super cool that they, they did that. I, um, I, I think like since issue one, they were supposed to like, get me a copy or something but i've never gotten an issue <laughs> like i always he always gets me a bunch of copies when i see ryan at uh conventions and he's like yeah i'll get you mm-hmm. copies and like so funny though but yeah it's super cool like that's the second time that because like the switch collector volume one was on the back of switch player magazine which is super yeah cool. yeah we had we had an ad in there and then also uh for super blood hockey in september's video game monthly box there was a advertisement inside uh like a four by six postcard so it, it's really cool to see you know the game out there and you know thanks to our partners for allowing us to be featured but the, the back cover 
got to give credit to our graphic designer, Erica. You know, yes. she took a classic 90s advertisement and she really made it, really recreated it in such a, a fun way that it, it fits so perfectly with Old School Gamer. And, and looking at it like enlarged and in print, it was amazing. It made it me want to pre-order the game, but I already did. You going to pre-order it again, JP? Interesting thing too is that our um interview with um was it yes. gamers who like sports? Geeks who love sports. Geeks who love sports. See, I'm terrible at remembering. But um That's yeah, it was Geeks Who Love Sports. That actually dropped. I haven't even had time to watch it yet, which is sad, because it dropped what yesterday? Mm-hmm. We put it up on our YouTube channel. Nice. Yeah, I need to watch it myself because I can't see how crazy I was. But right, I, you know, I'm sorry. Let me let me. Re- they dropped it on their YouTube channel. We shared it um, on our YouTube channel. I had the radio interview with Sports Byline that I put up there the and other day. Both pretty soon will be up on PremiumEditionGames.com for everyone to see as well, so you can find them there. Um, but it's super cool because we did reveal exclusively there the what the challenge cards are going to look like. So that was pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. I got the demos in. So, yeah, I've been talking yeah. with that company now, too. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I, um, I'm i very curious to see how the community will take to the challenge because I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, at this point, if, you, if you've watched the interview, you know that with all of our releases, there'll be a card that has a specific developer challenge to complete, and we send you a patch in the mail for free worldwide because that was one of the questions if it was u.s only and it's nope, oh, no whoever no, you know no. buys the buys the game and it has the card you know we have a limited amount of patches but you know until we run out we'll have this challenge going mm-hmm. and i i am really looking forward to people posting the completion of the challenge because you know at least for this first one there's a lot of different ways to go about it so i think it's gonna be really interesting to see you know what people come up with in the game and then also just sharing you know holding the the physical game the card you know tagging us i think it's just gonna add a new layer of fun for these releases beyond just getting a game in the mail now while i won't say numbers when jp (laughs) says limited i can at least guarantee you that not everybody who buys a cartridge is gonna be able to get a patch (laughs) like definitely not so be sure that if you want to have the complete package of super blood hockey that you do the challenge because it's the only way and i'm already figuring out how i'm gonna make a um a premium edition <laughs> cut off jean jacket it's gonna happen oh my CS- csx conventions i'm gonna have a premium edition <laughs> jean jacket gotta have it that'll be like our uniform Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And literally, like I already told JP and Barry, you're not getting a daggone patch unless you do the challenge. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jeff's a taskmaster. He's a uh, kind of mean. No, in reality, we just have standards. You have to do the challenge. It's fair for everybody that way. Yeah, I guess. I guess. JP's just well, used I... to everybody breaking rules for him, not this guy, <laughs> and giving him free stuff. Always wow. free stuff. I don't know why everyone's turning on me all of a sudden. And 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 all this super shipping too. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, there super no fast super JP shipping. special shipping. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I can't even get stuff from Japan. There's no way I have super shipping. <laughs> yeah, you super can't even get shipping. what stuff from Japan from those sites. 
Neither can I. <laughs> Neither I already, anyone in the United States. I already know Barry by at least, probably by next episode, JP's going to be like, yeah, I did get my copy of uh, Gun Lord X. Somebody <laughs> sent it to me for free. No. <laughs> I felt bad for you, JP, so he just gave you our copy. You know, it's funny. All the games I have, and it's the the two that I, or the three that I can't seem to get. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna miss out. I'm gonna miss out, even though I have it on pre-order. And it's just driving me crazy. But I'm trying to be patient and that know that. That's called the sickness, oh. JP. Nah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> it totally does. It's kind of like the opposite. It's kind of like the opposite sickness where JP doesn't play the game of the week. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, Speaking of, of <laughs> what game what did, did JP play? not play? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, what did you not play? What did, what did you play this week, Jake? Okay, to be fair, so as everyone knows, we were playing Super Mario World from the uh, SNES online yeah. thing. I don't know what it's called. But then also, we were going to try out Custom Worlds in Super Mario Maker 2. Mm-hmm. So I played one of the two. Oh, well, we're going to start with Super Mario World. Good. <laughs> that's spoiler that's the one i played yeah <laughs> can, can i just say though before you get into that um it was the first time in a long time that i went on to the super nintendo app and i didn't realize how many games were added that is a nice collection of games that they're building and they had f-zero and i may have played that for like an hour straight before jumping into super mario world that's but it was good. i agree with you i hadn't been in a while and i was like wow brother wild brother fire you know one, one and two, two. Like, yep. oh my god, I could just spend, like, hundreds of hours right here. <laughs> like, it's well, it's a really nice service that they have and, and the games that they're adding. You know, yes, we all want, you know, more consoles, but, you know, for NES and SNES, it's not a bad selection at all. And you can go online, and when you go online, you can either play with others, yep. or they could watch you play. So, like, people were watching me play Super Mario World. That's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so, Super Mario World to lay the wallpaper, is a 1990 <laughs> platforming game developed by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Follows Mario's quest to save Princess Toadstool, not Peach yet, um, and Dinosaur Land from a series antagonist Bowser and his minions, the Cooperlings. Um, gameplay is similar to the earlier Super Mario games. Players control Mario and his brother Luigi through a series of levels in which the goal is to reach the flagpole at the end. This is when Yoshi was introduced, the dinosaur can eat enemies, as well as gain abilities by eating the shells of Koopa Troopers. So when you eat the shells, um, if you eat green, he just spits it out. If you eat blue, you can fly. If you eat red, you can shoot fire. And if you eat yellow, you can stomp, which is pretty cool. And then there's these flashing shells where you can do all of the things, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a classic, one of the best Mario games of all time. A lot of people say it is the best. Some people say it's Mario 3. And then you have newer mm-hmm. gamers now that go into the 3D games. But um, there's always the Mario World versus Mario 3 um, back in the day competition. Um, so for me, getting through, and when I say it's a 1990 game, by the way, that's Japan. It was released in North America mm-hmm. 13 August 1991. So, it was released in 91, not in 1990 in the U.S. It was released in Europe in 92. So, it took like a year for each um, each region. So, imagine now if a Switch game took a year to release between regions. Oh, it does still for Japan to North America for certain games. <laughs> we're, we're still seeing it. Um, so, 
For me, um, I literally like popped it in and posted a picture online when I uh, played and beat World 1. And then 15 minutes later, I posted when I beat the game. And that's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I literally, like, after I posted the picture, I did my classic speed run where I go through the whole Star World and right to the end and beat Bowser. And it was classic. So that's what I played from Super Mario World because obviously I only have a limited amount of time to play Mario World. But I literally love doing that every year. Just like playing through and having fun. Um, I did the exact same thing with Mario 3 a few weeks back where I just used the warp whistles and went to the end and beat Bowser. Just like to see the ending of the game. Super fun. Um, So what about you, Barry? So in the whole Super Mario 3 versus Super Mario World camp, I am in the Mario World camp. Um, I just fell in love with this game ever since I first laid eyes on it. Um, It was just... It was just so you know, so many things to do, so many levels to beat, so many different exits, like so many secrets. It was just, it was just a really complete game and satisfying. And I hadn't touched it probably since I'm gonna say maybe '96, '97. Wow. So going back to it was, it was like going back to parts of my childhood, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I did the first couple worlds, you know. I didn't go all the secrets. I just you know went through the levels. And, you know, so many so many things were rushing back to me. I didn't go to Star World to beat the game or anything like that. Um, but it was just so much fun to to relive that. And, and you know, with Mario Maker 1 and 2, you have the Mario World levels. Um, it, they just don't compare <laughs> to, the, to the classic mm-hmm. original. And it's it was, weird, uh, right? It was like, an so expertly designed Mario is always better than always, anything always we better. Try. It's, it's weird, too. It's like back in the day, I remember beating the Star World, the super section, where everything's like tubular and red and all that stuff. And it was like the hardest thing I ever did as a gamer. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. And Those then levels like, are insane. Now, I go through all of them without dying once. And it's like I, I probably weird. still can't do that. <laughs> it's weird, though. But, but I mean, with Mario Maker... Like, it's mm-hmm. just so many crazy levels. I think a couple that users posted for us look like they were insane. That To the point where JP didn't want to turn on the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it, Mar- Mario World is one of those must-plays. And if you haven't played it, you know, because there's a lot of people who might be listening that were born after 1991 um, and just didn't get a chance to play it, never had a Super Nintendo, you owe it to yourself. Like, hours upon hours, like... Like you don't even need the new games. Like that game alone is enough mm-hmm. just to to satisfy you. What about you, JP? Since you, you did actually play it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yes, I did play it this week. I have played it to completion back, you know, when it first came out. But you said it best. I mean, when, as soon as you turn it on and you get to the first level, it really feels like you're visiting with an old friend, and no time has passed whatsoever. I mean, like there's a good, I would say, twenty years since I've played this game, and. It honestly felt like riding a bike. Like I knew exactly where to jump. I knew when to duck. I knew exact, you know, what to expect. And there's just something that feels very satisfying about playing it. I mean, it, it's a, it's one of my favorite Mario games. And I'm sure it's a favorite of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But you know, I remember getting my Super Nintendo, opening it up. My grandma was watching me play it, and I remember going through a lot of the worlds or the levels, you know, in one sitting. But yeah, this was a game that I played over at friends' houses, at sleepovers. You know, I, I would jump into it every now and then. Um, when I when I would buy like a Super Nintendo again, obviously I always bought Super Mario World again. Uh, but it's 
such a good game. I mean, it really is solid gameplay. It's a lot of fun. You know, seeing Yoshi, like, early in the game already, getting the cape. I mean, there really wasn't anything wrong that I could think of about this game. Like, it really is just the perfect, fun Mario game. And now the fact that, you know, the Super Nintendo Classic came out and it has it on there. If you own a Switch and you have the membership, you can play it whenever you want. I mean, it's it's so accessible to a lot of people now that, you know, if you grew up even after it came out and you missed that whole generation, there really is no excuse why you can't be playing it right now and why you shouldn't have played it yet. But, you know, I... <laughs> no I excuses! Absolutely... <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. There's no excuses. I, and it's, it's right there. You know, you just download the app and you just turn it on and start playing. But it's such a fun game and the music is great. The gameplay is great. Um, I, I love, like, coming back to it. And I think it's great that you know, they had the 35th presentation, the anniversary presentation. It gets people thinking about the game again because um, it really is just uh, it's a game that ages very well. Absolutely. Like a masterpiece. And I mean, saying that yeah. there's nothing wrong with it, like it's pretty much a fact, like perfect games Nintendo was pushing out. Like I couldn't find any issues with the game back in the day. But you know, what's interesting is that, you know, when you grow up, you have a specific mindset of, of things that you grew up with, right? You watch a movie that you just swore was the best movie ever, and then you'll watch it like as an adult, and you're like, I don't know why I like this piece of crap because it's, it's garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with games, too, like it's funny, like uh, sticking with Super Nintendo, I absolutely love Nickelodeon Guts, the game. And I love it because I remember playing it at a sleepover, and it was the exact same day that I played F-Zero for the first time. So to me, F-Zero and, and Nickelodeon Guts kind of go hand-in-hand hand with like the specific moment of my childhood. And even playing it today, I know it's a bad game, and it was a uh-huh. bad game back then, but Mario World is exactly how I remember it. And not a lot of things from your childhood, I feel you can say, are, are, are exactly how you, how you pictured playing it. And like even today, playing it is just exactly like how I was sitting in front of my TV back then. And I'm excited that, you know, my kids are now getting to the point where they're starting to be able to play games really well. And they played, you know, the NES Mario, but they haven't touched Super Mario World yet. And they're going to play it for the first time. And it's going to be interesting to see as an adult how they view the game. You know what's weird is, like, I don't really feel like a lot of the the next generation, the 64 and PS1, a lot of those games really haven't held up. But, like... Mm -hmm. But when we say Mario World holds up well, well, there's still games on the Super Nintendo that I enjoyed back in the day, oh, and yeah. I like I can't play them. Like Earthworm Jim mm-hmm. is one. I loved it, renting it and everything, and now I play it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I just don't like it. And it was cool as a heck back in the day. It's just the way that the controls are, they're a little floaty. I don't really feel like getting used to it again. <laughs> like, whereas Mario, you pick it up, it's like, it's bread and butter. It's just classic. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think I think that's true with a lot of games where, you know, nostalgia goggles are, is very real and certain oh. things. It's like, oh, yeah, this was totally perfect. And you go back and play. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't as good as I used to remember it being. But yeah, this this game totally holds up. There's a reason it's heralded. And yeah. it, it's just it's awesome. And to think that this was a packing game uh-huh. like this game has so much con- hours upon hours of content they gave you. And especially as kids, it took us even longer to defeat all these levels and get all the you know hidden exits because, you know, it was there was there was no Internet back then. <laughs> you know, like you you really had to like talk with your friends and say, yep. hey, I'm, I'm only 95 percent. How do I get the rest? You know, what exit did I not get? And or how do you find this? Uh, it was great. And 
it's one of those things where the two player was a lot of fun. You know, I used to play with my friends. I used to play with my brothers. Uh, just, just great. Just all around great game that if the, you haven't played, play. Think about something crazy too. Is that um, within the last few years, um, gamers have played these retro like Super Nintendo a multitude of ways, even on the classics and everything. Like it's not quite the same as playing it on a CRT. On the original system. Oh, now, I will say, on the Super Nintendo Online on the Switch, it is mm-hmm. near perfect. Like, yeah. I can run through I it. I don't have to stop running. Um, I always use the gauge of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. If I can play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on whatever emulator I'm playing it on, whatever system, and it plays flawlessly, and I can still set the world record for Glass Joe on it... It's perfect. And so, like, the AVS system, the one that plays in HDMI, it's perfect. I can do the same on the Switch on the NES one. So, it's really interesting. So, the, so luckily now, with this, as long as it, you keep your subscription active, um, you get to play Flawless Nintendo and Super Nintendo just like we remembered it, which is great. Because if I'm playing Earthworm Jim on, for example, what's the handheld system that has the collection on it? Evercade. The Evercade, uh, the Evercade is not flawless when it comes to gameplay. It's a little bit slightly off by a, a fraction of a second. That fraction of a second is called the timing of all the jumps and everything. So if I played, the last time I played Earthworm Jim was on my Evercade. If I play it on the CRT or on the Switch, it might rekindle something, but now I have a negative connotation in the back of my head that says, oh, Earthworm Jim isn't as good as... Like, mm-hmm. doesn't hold up as well. Yeah. When in reality, it could have been just the poor emulation of whatever console I played it on last. So there's a right. lot of gamers out there that will say, oh, this game sucks. And it's like, well, wh- how did you play it? Did you play it right. on a CRT? And th- that includes the PS1 and 64 era, because we play those on a CRT, even though they're 3D. So, like, I haven't played them on the originals in a long time. Maybe they do hold up a little better, but, like... A masterpiece like Mario World cannot be understated. Like no matter how you play it, it's great. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys a question with this quickly. Mm-hmm. Did you play like how did you play? Did you play handheld with Joy Cons? Did you play like a Pro controller, or did you actually use the Super Nintendo controllers that they put out for the real authenticity? I did uh, just handheld with you know Joy Cons attached to the Switch, and it played perfectly for me. Um, what about you, Jeff? Um, I played in handheld mode, um, which is with the Damon X Machina Joy Cons. Oh. Yeah, I, that's yeah, what I, I use as my default, and yeah, I did it docked, but I used the Super Nintendo controllers, and it really brought me back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's the way to play that game. And speaking of, if you haven't yet, I believe they're still available again on the Nintendo Store, the NES and the Super NES uh, Joy Cons. Nice. I did yeah, find did. my old 8-Bitdo NES one. So I'm going to zip. Have it in a zipper case. But it's the one that looks like an NES. It's the 8-Bitdo NES 30 Pro, which they don't make anymore, but it has the original Nintendo front. But it is compatible with the Switch via Bluetooth. Um, nice. So I was messing a little bit with that when I was playing some games that I can't talk about on the Playcast. Um, <laughs> when I was playing some games uh, over the weekend, I was using this, which I was using in my Switch Collector Volume 1 uh, Nintendo Switch Arcade. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Name drop. 
but so yeah. let me ask you both a question. It probably will never happen on the Switch because uh, I, I have a feeling they're not going to do the you know Super Mario All Star Collection uh, that we've seen in the past that have you know one two three and, and World. But you think we'd ever see World physically again? Hmm. Just World in by a itself? collection, maybe. No. Okay. Here's my other question: Do you think they'd ever go the way of Link's Awakening? No. Okay. I I don't. I you know why? Because Link's Awakening as always a phenomenal game it was a game boy game game boy color afterwards it it really benefited from that remake Mm -hmm. um there were a lot of limitations in the game boy with the two buttons and you know you you had to constantly swap things out so super mario world didn't have any of those hindrances the Mm -hmm. super nintendo had plenty of buttons everything was utilized and it still looks great today not saying the game boy looks bad Mm -hmm. but it you can put it on and people will just be like, all right, this looks fantastic. This looks beautiful. Um, and it's just one of those things where I think if they were going to put that time and effort, I would rather them remake a game that really needs it or mm-hmm. an often forgotten about game versus Super Mario World. So here's my other question. Because I, I, I know I brought this up on the Playcast once in terms of like a what if kind of game that we'd want to see with Mario. And it's just me. I'm playing this one. Just makes me think. You ever think we'll get one where he has to travel to all his different games, like in the sense of like the different worlds? Yeah, Mario Odyssey. No, like a, like a Sonic. <laughs> uh, Mar- Mario Odyssey. He did it. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he did it in the sense of like he jumped into the wall and it would go eight bit, but he didn't really like literally go through his entire history almost, like kind of make everything canon and something happen in the time stream or whatever, and he jumps into Super Mario Land, even, or Super Mario World, and we kind of get to revisit this, because, I don't know, I feel like it wouldn't be such a bad idea to somehow get back to Dinosaur Land and... <laughs> J- JP, are you stuff. trying to segue us into Super Mario Maker that you didn't play? What? <laughs> Me, that, be, that actually would be completely coincidental, but I'll take it. You know, Cause, honestly, cause I would with love the it newest, if they did the Sonic Generations. Because with the newest yeah. update, they literally have, they've had the ball from Super Mario Land, which you can do Super Mario Land levels, essentially, <laughs> and they have Mario 2. So like mm-hmm. every, so one two three world land new Super <laughs> Mario Super Mario 3D world you get all of the things in Super Mario Maker two. A question for you before we dive into two, you can create worlds now, right? So like lots of levels together. Uh-huh. Can you add like text to make like even like a text like pop up story or anything, or is it just purely levels? Just levels, I believe. See, yeah. that would be cool because if you think about it, how simple was the story for Super Mario World? A little pop-up screen that you know, Princess has been kidnapped again, or like you jump on the the block and Yoshi comes out and his whole backstory is like, I'm searching and I got trapped in here. I'm looking for eggs. Like that's literally his entire backstory. How cool would that be if you could do that in Mario Maker Two? Yeah, and then everybody would post obscenities. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they have a way to block it. I don't know, but. I think that'd be cool to start making like actual yeah. like story story modes. I mean, you could literally call the um, you can do that, JP. It's called you name the courses whatever you want. Mm. Don't yeah. worry, JP Nintendo will do that in about another fifteen years. It took <laughs> this long just to, for them to do the worlds. You know, <laughs> give them time. Baby steps here. You're asking too much. Also, oh man, I have so many thoughts now. But let's go into Mario Maker Two. So many thoughts for the game he didn't even bother playing. 
No, no, it's just starting to make me think of like different uh, crossovers and stuff. Because I don't think we've ever had a Mario and, and Link like crossover game. Man, adventure. if you only played Super Mario Maker two, JP, there's actually a I link know you that can you get can... Link. <laughs> like JP's thinking of stuff that already exists. No, but I mean, like, how cool would be the crossover of the two worlds? Even. I mean, have you played Link's Awakening? They do Mario in there too. There's Goombas in there. There's yeah, <laughs> but I jumps. Mean... I mean, you're actually playing as the main characters. Have you ever played Super Mario Brothers crossover on the PC? See, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Well, the Mario and Luigi Paper Jam had the Mario and Luigi and the Paper Mario series crossover. Yes, they did. Gross. But I think it's time that we actually get like a real... All right. Anyway, Super Mario Maker 2. Tell us about it. So there's Link in there, and you can play as Link, JP. Boom. <laughs> oh, all right. Cool. <laughs> there is literally the... The, a, a way for a power-up that you can play as Link in it. And there's a <laughs> lot of enemies that have little pop-ups that show old Zelda enemies. Um, but anyway, so the Mario Maker 2, what we're talking about is we were both all supposed to try, even for a minute, and JP couldn't do it, um, World Maker mode for Billion Tower Games. Now, JP posted the opposite of what we asked him to, which he posted, what levels do you have? We don't care about the levels because the levels are trolling typically and they're super hard. And the first thing that somebody mm. posted in the community was, hey, here's this crazy Kaizo Mario level that we created that nobody can beat. Um, I watched the video, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not even going to try to do that, because it's insane. <laughs> the Why we wanted to try Mario World Maker is when they initially announced it, I played it, and people are literally balancing out the levels now, where you can play full worlds. You can play create up to a 40-level Mario game, up to eight worlds um, in the game. So you can have five levels in eight worlds, with having bosses and castles and everything. And people were literally creating amazingness. The update um, that was with this one specifically, but there's a lot of updates, JP, with a lot of stuff you probably missed out on. But they added mm-hmm. the frog suit from Mario 3, a power balloon from Mario World, but it also allows you to like fly really faster on the levels. It's not just the really slow float like Mario World, but it's mm-hmm. like little like jet comes out of his butt and he can fly all around real fast <laughs> um there's a mushroom that turns um characters into their mario 2 sprites so then you can throw items around um nice. and there's a goomba mask where you can literally be like a goomba <laughs> and run around um but previous updates there's one that you could play as link from legend of zelda um, but the interesting piece is, is that like so you can create your own world maps all the world maps are like super mario world which is pretty cool, but mm-hmm. you can still create levels from any game. Um, the, so the world that I played, um, it ended up being really cool because it was just like um, somebody recreated all the Mario 3D World levels, but in 2D in Mario Maker 2. So like uh, when I was playing it, and they weren't in order, but it was like, hey, this is Super Mario 3D World uh, level 2-3. And I would play through it. It was super balanced. There's power-ups for fun and everything. And it was really cool. They were pretty long still. But, like, somebody took the time to recreate all of those levels. And it was really awesome. I played through uh, three worlds in it. And it was really fun. Some of the boss battles were were crazy, though. Because I've seen some unique stuff nowadays with Mario Maker 2. Where, like, there's ways you can create, like, weird ghost-style boss fights where things appear and you gotta fight them and fight them again and like there's different routines and people have learned how to hack and 
and uh, manipulate this game to make unique stuff. It's really cool. Um, so, so uh, Barry, how, how did you? <laughs> how did you? <sighs> Where to begin? So, last episode, you were like, oh, we're going to do this, and it's so cool and great. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun, he said. What, are we getting so, wet blanket, Barry? What? Are we getting Teletubby Cloud wet blanket, Barry, today? <laughs> so, <laughs> I <clears throat> I booted this up, and the first world I picked, I was like, oh, let's go. And it was just insane level like right away i'm like wow talk about ramping up the difficulty so i'm like all right i'm, I'm done with this like i'm moving <laughs> on I'm go to another world so then i went to one where it was like well there's no no levels to this it's just a castle okay i'm gonna go to the castle and there's just really creative world like you could tell this guy made like a lot of attention to this level with like he built like the mario sprites out of blocks and stuff you climb over mario and you know at the end he says thank you and i beat the level and it was really really interesting and, and kind of fun and then it was like you saved the princess that's the end i was like wait your whole world was one level <laughs> like that was so it. so barry when you go to the world course it tells you how many levels there are before you select it and if you remember like, on the episode, I said to pay attention to how many levels there are, but I also said pay attention and play the worlds that have a lot of plays on them. Because if you play one that has yes, like one okay. world and two plays, it's probably going to be pretty garbage. But if you go well, to the, one that's been played one, by thousands... The first one that I went to was played by 3,000 people, and it was terrible. <laughs> And like, well, when I died, I just saw X's like all across the board. I was like, oh, okay, so... This is terrible. So this one, I didn't know what all those numbers meant. So when I beat that one, I looked back and I was like, oh, that's what those numbers mean. That means one world, one one uh, level. Mm-hmm. So then I went to another one and it was it was nothing. Like I beat the first level and I think I beat like the first five and then I finally quit because it was all trolls. It was all troll levels with nothing but bosses. And the one I finally gave up on is you, you started off and they were all required hidden blocks. Like everyone had like a hidden hidden pea block at the start or a hidden mushroom at the start. I'm like, I'm, I'm noticing your pattern here. Like you can't beat these levels without knowing that this hidden block is there. <laughs> but then, then I uh, I went to this other one and it was like I was I was kicking ass. I was going through the whole thing, and I hit that uh, the the halfway marker. But to get to the halfway marker, I had to pass four of the Koopa kids. And then on the other side was the remaining Koopa kids with Bowser Jr. and Bowser. So they killed me. So now every time I start up, I'm right in the middle of all these bosses all at once with as small Mario. It's <laughs> like, this is impossible. They literally just, it's entrapment. I'm like, this is garbage. I'm done with this. <laughs> this is terrible. Like, none of these levels I've played are really, like, stellar levels. Like, one was kind of creative. Everything else was trolley or super kaiju type levels, and I'm like, this didn't add anything to, to my gaming experience. I'm done. Crazy. So you're literally the most unlucky person ever. Picking I really, terrible I had, ones. I terrible like I, I, I picked an amazing one first time, or as recreation of classic yeah. levels. I, I had one. I had one where where literally like. It was part of this this ridiculous guy's world where it was one screen and there was these two two uh, blocks that you could tell something was there but there was a hole. You had to find a hidden P block, which when you did it open, it turned both of those into doors. 
okay, no, no direction of which one it takes. So I took the left door because it was the first one I came to. Well, both doors take you to uh, the end of the, the level already. The right door takes you right on top of the flagpole. The left door, the one I chose, took you to the left of the flagpole with not one, not two, but three Bowsers, giant, stacked on top of each other, creating a wall that I now you had to fight chores off. You poorly. Me- <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, what the heck? This is ridiculous. That's funny. Classic so Barry. <laughs> I had terrible luck with it. Oh See what you goodness. missed out on, JP? Yeah, seriously. Although I probably would have been in Barry's boat and picked like this horrible level, or maybe one that I created. Who knows? What <laughs> yeah. you created? Barry didn't follow my recommendations last episode. No, no. I did. I told you I chose the one with like three thousand likes, which was the highest one of the level. ones. Level. You picked one with one level. Well, I did that <laughs> afterwards because I was pissed off at the one that that was like a kaiju level with three thousand plays. I was like, all right, this is clear. Like, the first world, the first level, like, at least start me off easy before you jump into the kaiju levels. Nope. It's kaizo, not kaiju. Kaiju would kaiju be Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla levels! I did, I did have kaiju levels. I told you I had three giant Bowsers stacked on top of each other. That's fucking kaiju levels right there, you know? It's hey, just a language, language, Barry. Uh, this is a kid's show. We have Joshy listening. That's right. My kids may listen to this show. Well, then Man. they learned a new <laughs> hottie mouth. School of hard knocks. So, yeah, so Mario Maker, real, real, real hardcore. Brings right out there. the reality of Barry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was, it was fun for me, not fun for uh, Wet Blanket Barry. Um, <laughs> I, I had a great time. Nobody asked, but JP I had, a had a had a great time watching oh. nothing. <laughs> Uh, but you know what though? I did ask on social media though about mm. you know our game of the weeks, games and? of the week actually, and I didn't do a poll because normally, uh, you know, I would say if you played this game, but I would be very surprised to see more people saying no than yes to Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did was I just asked about uh, their experience with the game, and and we got a lot <laughs> of good responses. No, we got a lot of good responses. And, of course, you know, my screen uh, decides to uh, reset itself. So I'm just going to scroll really quick as you hear that so I can get to the uh, post. And that way we can read. Here we go, guys. So I said, have you played Super Mario World before? Share some memories below and we'll read them on the show. And away we go. So Flyer Fishy 58 said, first we go. I remember First game I remember playing was spend hours playing with my grandmother, had fun just flying and dive bombing with the cape. It's where I'm sure my love of video games started, also why it's my favorite Mario game and console still. Uh, Shampoo said, the day that someone asks whether people have played Super Mario World before is the day I realized I'm getting too old for this poop. Uh, (laughs) 1939 Batman. I'm still not sure how I got past this game pre-internet. The Forest of Illusion and Chocolate Island 2, I think it was that one, where you have three different goals before you get out. Yeah. Getting past Star Road was a pain, but worth it. Yeah, uh, I remember Chocolate Island just getting lost, even nowadays. Because I always uh-huh. use the Star Road now. Like, I have that memorized. That's too easy. If I try to go through Forest of Illusion or Chocolate... I can get through Forest of Illusion, usually. But yeah, once I get over mm-hmm. to Ch- Ch- Coco World, it's like, oh my gosh. I keep on circling. I'm like, what's going on? Yep. 
Uh, Link Rocks 1988 said, I did when I was like eight or nine. It's been a long time since I played it. Uh, Newton Nation said, I'll leave others to share their experience with this one. I could do a whole thread on it, LOL. So I said, you should, or at least consolidate it. But we didn't hear back, so maybe he'll uh, still post. That was uh, then insane. We had I don't want to write things. <laughs> <laughs> BX Champ said, first game I ever owned. My favorite Mario game ever. I'll never forget my dad coming home, and in his hands he had the SNES box, which came with the game. I was four, and I'll never forget it. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, Clayto 2 said, I played it many times. I even used a Club Nintendo Latin American magazine as a guide for the secrets at that time. Uh... 10.11 said, Super Mario World, never heard of it. What type of game is this? And I said, how should I know? I just write the tweets. It is a Souls-like Metrovania with uh, RPG elements. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then uh, 7.21.07 said, although it play- I played Super Mario Brothers 1 to 3, it was always after my brothers had beat them and helped me. Super Mario World was the first Mario game I played by myself, and although I struggled and still haven't beat it to this day, It'll always feel like my Mario. I made my first friend in primary school through this game, and when my family was struggling financially and my dad had to move for a while to support my mom and I, it was the only game I had left after we sold the others to get him a bus ticket. Hmm. Even now, when I hear the ground theme, I'm transported back to being a scared preteen, overachieving at school, and eventually losing their one friend in the world because they didn't want to disappoint the parents who sacrificed everything for them. 16-bit Mario was my only piece of joy for a good chunk of my childhood, and without him, I would have grown out of video games like the rest of my peers. He'll always symbolize unbridled hope in the face of adversity. Wow, wow that got awesome. dark. Good story. Oh, that's not a dark story. I think that's cool. Congrats on doing yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, and I will say, so that was on the JP Switchmania thread. We did get just a few more comments on the Premium Edition channel, so I'm going to just scroll to that really quick. Uh, how did, how did you cap- write that without saying Super Blood Hockey a thousand times, JP? so we played super blood hockey world no i'm just kidding um all right so here we go roberto makoto 36 hello roberto uh my parents got my sister an snes for her birthday i will never forget us sitting together and watching yoshi hatch out of an egg for the first time that was the most amazing thing either one of us had seen in our little lives and that's saying something after playing super mario brothers 3 cactus core said this game is far and away my favorite 2D Mario game. None of the others ever really connected with me the same way. The nonlinear paths and secret exits made it so much better than it already was, too. And then Barry said it was, really was ahead of its time. I agree. Um, Bunker Neath said, After thinking I had completed it when it came out, to when playing it two years ago on my new 3DS and finding the final exit of the last ghost house and getting a 97 was crazy and amazing. Uh, nice. Great. Grissy Men said, one of my favorite Mario games. My favorite memories were discovering the secret area, Star World, and all the Yoshis. And the last comment is from 1UP Rose Cosplay. Played it for the first time on the GBA back in high school. Spent all of winter break clearing every secret level. So thank you to everyone that shared their stories. Uh, As you can see, it really does hold and make a lot of memories, especially from our childhood to even today. And I think that's not something you can say for a lot of games out there. You know what one of the coolest things about this is, is like if you knew it back in the day or even nowadays, is that so we got Super Mario World on the Switch Online. Um, Barry mentioned, you know, the version, or was it JP that mentioned the version with Mario World on the All-Stars pack? Um, That was actually the version I got with my console back in the day, my Super Nintendo console. Mm -hmm. That game Mm -hmm. actually has um, a different sprite for Luigi. 
So it's actually a different huh. game than the original Super Mario World because it's literally a mirror of Mario with green. Whereas huh. Super Mario World and the All-Stars pack has a different sprite for Luigi. I oh, never knew that. Cool. Yeah, so it's that that is the version. So anytime you play that version of the game, if it's on any online piece, when it's with All-Stars, it's actually a different sprite. He still controls the same, but it's really cool that he's like a little he's a little bit you know, you get that skinny Luigi sprite. Hmm. Interesting how they never chose to report that version of the game. Unless yeah. I don't know if the GBA version was based on that or not. I never checked. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think it was. Um pretty sure that was the mirrored one i could be wrong um definitely haven't written about the gba version yet <laughs> i haven't i'd actually never owned the gba version either so i just remember having with gba one with the cards from mario 3 you could get the cape from mario yep. world in three which is oh really the cool. e-reader yeah nice ah uh, another Classics. fun accessory that didn't pan out we're about to have a new one, JP. It's called Mario Kart Live. <laughs> uh, After you know we, what? You know, we we didn't talk too much about it. You know, we explained like what it was, but I don't know if we even got our thoughts on it. So uh, I think we did. We talked about it a lot, and we all yeah, said we, we don't have we don't we all like have carpet and we're not gonna be able to utilize it. I saw a driving into a pool. We talked about it for a while. I think JP was sleeping last week. We're you know what? We talk about so many things. It's hard to keep up. Do you think it's something that's going to pick up, though? I think it's going to be... I, I, honestly, I think it's going to be super niche. I think it's going to be um, something because it's pretty expensive, too, and you don't get... To, it's like we mentioned last week. You're not getting two carts with it. Like, you can't play versus yeah. each other. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that cool of a thing. Like, I think certain kids are going to love it, but it's, again, too expensive mm-hmm. for ki- for, like, kids to get it. So, mm-hmm. like, collectors, completionist collectors are going to get it. But those pl- completionist collectors that want a cart in a case right. won't. So, like, I, I, it's weird. It's a weird Nintendo thing. It's the most Nintendo thing Nintendo could do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a good way to put it. Um, so should we transition into what we got in this week? Yes, please. Oh my, I got a game in. Yes. I got Let's a go game in. <laughs> still my heart. Oh my goodness, it's weird. But ironically, the thunder's gone because you guys already got it in. Um, I got in <laughs> the shoot 'em up collection, shmup collection from VGNY. Ah, yeah, nice. so about time I got it. I pre-ordered it like you guys, but I don't have the special JP shipping or Barry shipping. Um, oh my gosh. Apparently, Barry gets Barry shipping too. Um. I- I, I don't have special shipping. What it might be is because of our proximity to New York, maybe. Yeah, no, that's true. Man. Yeah, they literally hand deliver it to you guys. <laughs> and fun fact, I'll be doing a giveaway with them for that game coming up very soon. <clears throat> Not surprised. JP always surprised. does those things. JP do a giveaway? What? No way. He would never do that. <laughs> um, it's interesting, though, is the three games on there, which is ARM7DX, uh, Seta Zeus, Next, and Wolf Flame. I've not played mm-hmm. any of them, nor have I heard of them. Usually, when mm-hmm. there's a shoot 'em up collection, like I've played like the games. I remember the one on the mm-hmm. on the Wii that was a classic. Like I played those, like Chaos Field and stuff. Like I played all mm-hmm. those. But like this one, I'm not played them. So this will be a really fun thing. Um, it's cool that we're getting a collection. It's great that they called it Shmup because there's so many uh, classic shoot 'em up 
uh, collectors that hate that term. So that's pretty funny to me. Uh, I love that. I, I love the comments on that. They're like, "Oh my god, what kind of name is that for a game?" And I'm like, "That's perfect. It's exactly what it is." <laughs> yeah. Um, the other game that I got in was the Tower of Turmoil um, for the NES that I'm making because I got all the items in. So those of you that that uh, pre-ordered a copy um, of for the summer sale, like I'm literally hand creating them all. Um, I have all of them assembled now so i'm gonna start shipping those out over the uh the weekend i'm gonna package them up um i'm also gonna reach out to all the um backers from switch collector as well as black box challenge and i'm gonna see if they want to get their their items early because um, I just got back with the wooden box guy, and he's still working on the Switch Collector uh, boxes, but they're almost done. But it is going to take me... There's a lot of ink I need to do. They're going to take me a long time to do these wooden uh, book covers for the Switch Collector. So I want to give people the option to get their... With no extra charge, to get their stuff early, because, Mm -hmm. yeah, they've been waiting a while, and everybody else is getting their books. The books are almost sold out, and it's like, you guys haven't gotten your books yet, and it's been, like, a year. That's ridiculous. Like, do you want them now? Like, I will ship them, because everybody... Because it was always the understanding that I would ship everything together, but we didn't anticipate COVID nor the, uh, the actual wooden covers taking so long. And I got a picture from... Uh, the guy making the uh, the wooden book covers, and literally it's a laser drawing the back cover. <laughs> like I was like, oh, he's making them. They take forever, by the way. They take a long time to do each one. Um, so really cool to see the updates. I will be working on that, but I am going to be sending out some emails to people um, this weekend just to see because, again, I don't like having things sitting out in the ether, um, especially those that are getting the really cool items. And it's going to be the same thing with Premium Edition when we have all this stuff. Like, we're going to make sure we get you your, your games. If you if you actually buy games from us, you will be the first ones getting them. We're not going to be, like, holding, shipping them out to other people in a different country, like uh, certain companies, and then, um, you know, getting you the second print run or something. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. Good Lord. No. <laughs> um, so who's next that got in some games? I'm gonna Barry. disappear for a second while um, you go. By the way, just FYI, I'll be sure. I'll be here in spirit for a minute. Alright. <laughs> well, Jeff disappears. Um, so I had a, a lighter week. I had uh, Minecraft Dungeons: The Hero Edition came out. Mm-hmm. Um, my copy of Mad Games Tycoon finally arrived from Europe. That took mm-hmm. a little while. Um, uh, Inertial Drift from uh, Video Games Plus, the European version, since the American version was canceled. Yours came in? Mine came in, yeah, that with the PS4 version. Look at that. We don't have uh, JP super shipping. Mine, I think, is coming in tomorrow. Oh, well, I got it in yesterday, so it's... Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I know. So you you get so upset when when something comes in to me that much earlier than you, because it it happens so rarely. Uh So for, for... for me, you getting something in before me, it's like, that's normal. It's you with your super shipping. The, the few times it happens where I get it before you, you get really upset for some reason. My, my super shipping isn't working. You know, I feel like it was supposed to come today, and then, of course, it shows it's in Newark, which means it's going to probably arrive tomorrow. But what did you do their free shipping or standard? 
I, you know what? Honestly, I don't remember mm-hmm. because when I got the shipment confirmation that it was shipped, I had forgotten I even pre-ordered it. It was that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was like when it first came out, I got that in the PS4 version because it was, it was the U.S. at the time. That, um, so yeah, That is fair because I only pre-ordered it last Ah, uh, So yeah, I I did it right away. So mm-hmm. that that could be it. So I don't know. You you. You know, we we got to talk to them, right? And say, hey, what, how how do you do this? Do you, yeah. do you first come, first serve in terms of shipping? Do you not know who I am and why I need this game right away so I can take a picture of it and put it on my shelf? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I also got in uh, my limited edition of Murder by Numbers from PlayAsia. That finally showed up. And I wasn't originally going to get it, but then I noticed it was disappeared on, like, Best Buy. So I said, screw it, and just got it on Amazon because... The slipcovers and all that. I got the uh, NBA 2K1, the Mamba Forever Edition. Nice. Uh, which I didn't really want to spend a hundred hours on a sports game, but yep. I, I figure that's that's good. like the other edition. I'm sure I'll get down the road um, cheaper. That's exactly what I do. I when they have like these double versions, now I get the you know the the the, the, the deluxe one, thinking it's probably gonna sell out faster. And then honestly, like Black Friday, it goes to like fifteen twenty bucks for the regular, and that's when I pick up. A 2K game. Yeah, and at least this way, you know, if I even if I never get it, at least I do have all the games still because right. it still it still counts as having NBA 2K21. So I did get that with the slipcover from mm-hmm. Amazon. That was like shit. The next like the next day it arrived, I was very yep. shocked. I was like, wow, way to go, Amazon. <laughs> um, but you guys yeah, are talking that was, about buying games the way I do. <laughs> yeah, the only other thing I did get in uh, regarding the Switch was I got a. Uh, my one of the card packs for uh, Chroma Squad. I had that ordered separately because I missed the three pack, so that just randomly showed up today. Um, so yeah, that was what I got. JP, what about you? Give us the horde. Oh, and quickly, Jeff, you missed it. I got a game in before JP, and he he was mad. No, two days before me. JP would never not. get mad. He would never <laughs> get mad. What was never. the game he got jealous on? No Inertial Drift. What is it? It's Inertial Drift. It was from Video Games Plus. So JP has it now because he went to your house no, and already smashed mine's it? Coming in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mine's coming in tomorrow, hopefully. All right, so here we go. Uh, this one came out a while ago, but for some reason, I, it's a variant in my mind. So I got the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection International Edition from Japan, uh, where instead of Alpha, it's called Zero on the cover, and it comes with a all about Street Fighter art book, guide book, packaged together. Uh, so I thought it was cool, and PlayAsia had in stock, and I was like, it's finally time to just pick this one up. Uh, then the Street Power Football, which is the same that we got in the U.S. as Street Power Soccer. I got the U.K. cover of that one, so now I have both. Uh, from Strictly Limited Games, the Action Squad came in, or Door Kickers Action Squad uh, finally arrived. Then also later in the week, uh, NBA 2K21 Mamba Edition, Mamba Forever Edition, and then my first PS4 game since uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Uh, and that is, that's what I want to say before, is that's another game on the PS1 that to me holds up through time. The original one on the PS1 is still a fantastic game, uh, no matter when you play it. So back to the Switch. Minecraft Dungeons Hero Edition. I got two of them in because I forgot I pre-ordered it. Uh, and then I ended up doing it twice. Uh, 
Tin and Kuno from Axis Games came in. Hey, JP. And See, that one shipped for me, but that didn't get here. Hold on, let me go get the pitchfork. I was <laughs> no. Gonna, no, but I was going to say, JP, um, one back. Um, if you are getting rid of a second Minecraft Dungeons, my daughter would probably like a copy. Yeah, I don't need the second one, so it's yours. Cool, yeah, because I didn't buy it yet because I have it digitally, but yeah, I'll, she would like it. I'll mail it to you. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. so, so the interesting the interesting thing with Tin and Kuno from Axis is that initially, I didn't even know this was arriving yet, and then you know I'm on their press list, and it says coming out on September 10th, and I'm thinking, huh, I didn't see it on any websites, really, and I looked on Amazon, and it was still showing, I think, like a either a September 30th or a December date. So I was like, well, they're not getting it. And GameStop was the only other website that showed September 10th. So I said, okay, I guess it's legit. I ended up just ordering it directly from Axis because if they're advertising it's coming out, they'll have it. Uh, so sure enough, they shipped it. But then today or late last night, Best Buy just put it up with an availability. So yeah. I don't know what happened there, but it, it did come out uh, for those of you who are wondering. Yeah, I got mine through Best Buy and it shipped, but it won't be here till next week. Okay. Uh, then you guys should trade games that you have that you don't have. <laughs> I do. You know, I, I'm starting to grow this little pile of duplicates that I'm somehow getting one way or another. Oh man, I have a whole huge thanks to Double Dips thanks to you. You guys <laughs> might want to take pictures of stuff and send them to me because there's probably games I don't have. <laughs> all right, I haven't I picked up. Do that. I may not want uh, all of them, but there might be a couple. That's true. Um, so then uh, my House Flipper U.S. edition came in. My <clears throat> Gear Club 2 Unlimited Tracks edition came in. And then the Captain Tsubasa Deluxe edition, which is a U.K. exclusive with a yellow cover and like DLC codes came in. So I had to pick that up. Uh, also from Asia, the Coma Double Cut, which has Coma 1 and 2, uh, arrived. Then scrolling a little bit more... We got, oh, and then today my Old School Gamer magazine came in with a really awesome back cover. And for the Switch, Immortal Realms Vampire Wars arrived. And to round it all off, my Pokemon the series Sun and Moon Ultra Legends episode 1 through 18 and Ranma Half Collection 2 of anime Blu rays and DVDs came in. So that's what I got so far. But they're still tomorrow. It was funny that London was talking about. JP must must be really rich to have all these games. And then she goes, oh, wait, no, she, he spends all his money on the game, so he's not rich at all. <laughs> That's what she oh, said. Oh, no. Shannon just turned around. Oh, Shannon just said smart girl. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, it was funny that she, like, said it, and then she backtracked? It's like the, the mind of an eight-year-old. I love it. No, no, she's not wrong. And, you know, it, going through the pictures, it reminded me there was one more piece of news that we forgot to talk about. Uh, that for collectors I think would be really interesting huh. and that's in the UK or Europe I should say uh, a new upcoming Switch console collector edition is coming out of Fortnite and it actually has a custom dock custom Joy-Cons and a custom uh, backing of the console and a physical cartridge of the game that doesn't need no. <laughs> yeah, how ironic right we don't have a cart for that game but we now have we will have a console and it actually looks really cool with the design um thankfully i am out of the full set console collecting but uh we don't know if it's coming in the u.s as of now but i have seen it i think start to pop up on like amazon germany and and i'm sure other sites will be carrying it so if you collect consoles it's the newest one that's going to be uh arriving soon so should we talk about what's coming out next week no 
Sure. Yeah, and I actually okay, pre-ordered so something today, too. Good. Mm-hmm. What'd you pre-order? I pre-ordered Shantae on the Switch. Both yes. the original and Risky's Revenge. So Nice. That's a good segue for you to start with. <laughs> yeah, so before we even jump into you know this Sunday, there was a game that Shadow dropped for pre-order today from uh, Pixel Hearts, and oh. that's not Golden Sun, which everybody thought when they saw my post. I mean, that was the number one comment I saw was, I saw Golden, I thought Sun, and then my heart just sank, and I said sorry. But it's Golden Force um, from <laughs> Pixel Hearts, and it's up for pre-order right now. There's three editions through their website. There's a standard, a limited, and a, I'll call it a deluxe, or an ultimate, but there's a specific name for it. I just don't recall off the top of my head. And actually, the... Mercenary. Mercenary, thank you. It actually comes in a wooden box, Jeff. Really? Yeah, Those so... copycat jerks. Now, we're actually <laughs> not doing any wooden boxes, at least yet, for any least, um yeah. any versions. Like, I was thinking, like, in the future, we could do... Uh, custom ones that we could like fit our games in and stuff for our own personal display. Mm-hmm. We could make them available on the site for people if they want them, like made on demand. But like, that'd be cool. Yeah, but I don't think I, I. I don't know. Like, it takes a really long time to get our wooden stuff in. It looks amazing, but it takes a long time. Yeah, so, I hear you. But I do like wooden boxes, so now I gotta look it up. <laughs> so, so a few things about this is that um, each the standard edition is going to be uh, like an open pre-order, no limited quantities. The limited edition, which is about ten euros more, comes with a future pack. So not a steel book, but a future pack. On the cover, it says limited edition, and I believe looking at this, it also comes with a magnet coin. So those are the three uh, items that it does you get. Does come with the standard case as well, or just? So the... let me let me tell you, I did ask that question. <laughs> I let saw me tell you. Limited. Let me tell you, uh, uh, from what they told me, You're all three you. versions will have a different cover. Hmm. Oh, Not, great. I and uh, and when you hear the price of the third one, you'll realize why I'm not a uh, I'm not super excited about that. But this one is limited to two thousand copies. They're going to have a thousand on the Pixel Heart store, and then the rest should be available through Just Four Games, um, who's their partner. So that that's the limited. But then you so, have the so mercenary I'm looking, edition. I'm, I'm looking at the mercenary edition with the wooden box that you mentioned. Um, yeah. It looks like it's a really cool etching into the wooden box. Like it has like a gold gilding on the corners. It's all digital mock up, so I'm sure it'll look yeah. a little different. I mean, it looks cool. It's ninety. Yeah, it's ninety nine ninety euro, so it's over a hundred bucks for the U.S. It's limited to a thousand copies, only available on their website, and it comes with the future pack. The magnet coin that I believe comes with the limited. It comes with the game, uh, which they told me is a different cover, even though the picture looks like the standard cover. It comes with a soundtrack, artwork, a large T-shirt, coasters, a character keyring, and then obviously the wooden box. And, I mean, it looks. And Barry, the limited edition just has a gold limited edition over it. So well, we don't know the if that's actual. the final. Uh, it says promotion or provincial. Pre- Preventional art. Don't do it. Prevent it. Freudian <laughs> no, slip. Freudian slip. Cover. Provisional. Provisional. Thank you. <laughs> so it's not a final cover yet. But... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, now, one I want to know is: Is Video Games New York going to get this? Is this going to be a VGNY or is this exclusive Pixel Heart? It does look. The game the does show. look really cool, though, because like it looks like an action game. It looks fun. cool. There's a trailer up on. On Pixel Hearts YouTube channel, there is a trailer. Mm-hmm. The game looks pretty cool. Uh, so right now they're showing a release date for last quarter of this year. 
Uh, so we may still be getting it, you know, this time. But it looks like I'm going to be uh, pre-ordering all three of them. Uh, but that was a shadow drop that just got like announced at like three o'clock this afternoon. I also uh, noticed, which I never saw before. I don't know when they announced it, but like they Justice? have Neo Geo AES games for four hundred dollars for pre-order, four hundred euro for pre-order. They have oh, yeah, Breakers they, Revenge they, and Andro Dunos, but like like those are just re-releases. Yeah, the originals. Expensive games. They 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 have a lot. Like if you go to their shop. They've got Dreamcast, Mega Drive, Genesis, Super Nintendo, NES. But no, uh, the the Neo Geo AS ones. Like usually, I see that because I'm part of groups and nobody has talked about. It. Probably because they're just re-releases. Like, but that's interesting. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's jump into what we can expect this week, and if you should be hiding your wallet now or not. Um, so Dance, this the, is all the uh, spoilers. Yes, hide your wallet. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is all up on jpswitchmania.com. I actually got next week's releases out early today. So if you go on the website, you'll see it as the first post. Hey, Barry, uh, he let's... may have posted it while we were recording. No, he actually posted it earlier. <laughs> I know because I, I got an email notification. Woo-hoo. I, I so, saw a share during our, our recording. So here we go. On Sunday, September 13th, you have your last chance to pre-order Samurai Jack Battle Through Time from Limited Run. So if you haven't, don't forget to. Pre-orders close at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Then on Tuesday, September 15th, it's your last chance to pre-order Among the Sleep with a variant cover uh, that's being distributed from Limited Run. So the retail edition is out with a different cover Mm -hmm. in stores. uh, But if you want a variant cover, it's through their site. Mm -hmm. Then in in Europe, CrossCode, the retail version, is coming out. Uh, There is a European strictly limited version which is either a alternate cover of the game with a steel book or a collector's edition uh that won't be shipping until october november from them uh but the retail in europe is coming out and then to today just a little while ago amazon us finally put up the product page for the us version showing an october release date for us in the us so we are getting the regular one finally and it's good to see that it's actually confirmed now uh then on, also on Tuesday, Idea Factory is going to be restocking Mary Skelter 2. You can pre-order it uh, as of 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, and they're expecting to ship it out September 21st. They said uh, there's going to be limited quantities. It's just a reprint, so if you got the, you know, if you initially got it from Limited Run, it's the same. It's the same of everything. Uh, but they did say that their website, so Idea Factory's website, will have it and. It, up, which is forty nine ninety nine, but also limited run will carry some as well. Uh, then we are getting no straight roads. It's getting released. Uh, there's a regular and a collector's edition. The collector's edition seems to be sold out everywhere. But what's really cool about this one is it comes with a sixty four page art book, full size drumstick set, double sided twelve inch LP, the game, and a cool collector's box. So if you want that and you can find it, uh, pre order it before you you can't. Uh, then in Europe, Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection retail version is coming out, and that's the one that has one, two, three, four, five, five special, and for the first time, five perfect. Uh, there is a Pixin Love Collector's Edition that is not out yet, um, but they sent out an email today saying that they were delayed by like a week or so, so there should actually still be shipping out in September, and that is the one that comes with the Neo Geo case. 
It comes with a 104-page art book. Uh, it was limited number for 1,800 copies, so each box is numbered. You get two exclusive CDs and seven lithographs, and that's with the Pix and Love Publishing uh, Collector Edition. Moving over to Thursday, September 17th, in Japan, the game Atama Crops is coming out. It does support English. Uh, you can pre-order from Amazon Japan or Play Asia. It's going to run you 25 to 30 bucks only, so it's not too bad of a price. Um, then for sale at Super Rare Games, they're going to be opening up on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Freedom Finger. It's limited to 4,000 copies. So, And it, it actually it looks really cool. It has a lot of uh, high, high celebrity voice actors in the game. It looks really funny, uh, so definitely check that out. At East Asia Soft, it's finally releasing Moero Crystal H. Uh, so they're going to be shipping that out. The regular edition is still up for pre-order at Play Asia for 40 bucks, but the limited edition is sold out. So if you didn't get it, you may have missed out. And that one came with a uh, collector box, you know, CD, sticker set, art book, all that good stuff. Um, here's one that I put up on my release, but it technically may not support English, and that's Ruiner, the Japan edition. Because even though the Japan eShop says English, Special Reserve had commented in their Discord or on Twitter that I guess they worked out some kind of arrangement where the Japan physical would not have English. Um, I, I left it up there because it comes with an embroidery patch, a sticker sheet, art cards, a reversible cover, and in that small off chance that it does have English, like it says on the eShop, you know, I'm still going to pick it up, so once I get it in, we'll know for sure. Uh, then in the UK, Truck Driver comes out. But Barry, good news, we're getting that in the U.S. on October 16th. Awesome. So you <laughs> don't have to get that one. Um, then here's one where it may or may not come out because it's Badlands, and we know they have a history of not releasing their games. But Beholder Collector's Edition is showing up on some retailer websites for Friday, September 18th. So I left it up there for now, and you know, on the 18th we'll actually see if it, they're shipping or not, and then I'll adjust that as needed. Um, also on Friday, it's going to be your last chance to pre-order Ruiner from Special Reserve Games. Their pre-orders close at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and it comes with a 102-page art book, 40-page instruction booklet, uh, their, their Special Reserve box, a reversible jacket. Each case is individually numbered, uh, and it's only 40 bucks. So if you haven't pre-ordered it yet, don't miss out. Then there is another game coming out on Friday. It's a small one. I actually don't think many people heard about this one, but it's Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, apparently, it has these old Mario games on it that I guess are obscure. I don't know. But that one is coming <laughs> out. And if you like pre-order bonuses, this is the game for it. Because even though Amazon and Best Buy do not have pre-order bonuses, GameStop has an exclusive controller skins that they're giving out. Target has exclusive magnet sets. But Walmart is the interesting one because they actually have a different product page on their website for this one and i can't tell if the stickers are inside the case or not um Ooh. what was funny is as soon as i learned about this one because i actually didn't know about this one until today um it was it was sold out on their website so i went to ebay and people were selling it or pre selling their pre-orders for like a hundred bucks and more oh and i'm thinking like oh this can't be good and then on their on on Walmart's website, I clicked you know notify me when back in stock, and I kid you not, an hour later it was like oh it's back in stock, and it was up and I pre-ordered it from Walmart, so it should still be up there right now, uh, and we'll know on Friday if it comes inside the case or if not. I actually am inclined to think it does come inside the case because Walmart 
has done that before with RBI Baseball, um, and they've had some other exclusives. So if that's the case, I mean, it's technically a variant for me because it has something inside the case that the other retailers don't have. But we're going to find out for sure. JP's going to start going off variants inside games now. I, 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 I do count those because sometimes there's a sticker on the plastic that says, you know, exclusive stickers or something like that. And anything involving the case and what's inside of it, to me, counts as a variant. So, so, see, I don't count so the, the game ROM itself changes, too? Mm. You know, see. I try not... I, I've heard stories where sometimes, like, a reprint will have, a, like, a newer version or something like that. I ignore those because then I'd go crazy trying to find out which ones may have had that. So That's exactly We, we, the we won't thing. talk about that. No, yeah, see, if, if there's a sticker, like, on the plastic, like, oh, bonus stuff inside, like, I don't count that because when you remove the plastic, it is the same. I when can't. it actually reprint, um, like, the, the actual artwork where it has some, like, Target exclusive right. where it's actually on the artwork, yeah. that I can count as, as a variant. So, like, the only at GameStop one that we've seen. Yeah, like that. Yeah. But but I don't need, like, every version of that. Like, to me, that's not really a variant cover. It's just a different version. I hear you. So there's still a few more games coming out on Friday. So we have Void Bastards. Um, and what's interesting about this one is that Amazon and GameStop are showing a Friday release date. Best Buy is showing September 29th. So we will see uh, when it's coming out. But I pre-ordered it from Amazon just in case. And then finally, WWE 2K Battlegrounds is coming out uh, at retail. And that, as of right now, is everything that's ending pre-orders, opening for pre-orders, or releasing in stores. So it's a light week, guys. Yeah, you guys should be able to easily get all the games this week. It only costs you can a cool if you grand. Follow my checklist. Yeah, it only costs a cool grand. Oh, and then if no one realized, today was Shantae Day. So uh, <laughs> if you were worried about having money for next week, it's probably gone already. Yeah, and it's gone. Did you did you did you see the tweet about that already? No. Uh, Doug, Doug tweeted out. Uh, saying the amount of Shantae stuff that sold today is just insane. Just individual SKU-wise, there were over 40,000-plus items sold. That doesn't even break apart the Mega Bundle either, which had 12 items in it. People love Shantae. Thanks for your support. That is insane. Yeah. For them, it was definitely a good day. Hopefully all the employees got a free lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More than a free lunch. That's honestly what I was thinking. Is like, I really hope like their employees got something for this day because, like, seriously, this is probably as big or bigger than when they have their like holiday sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at their website and it's like a lot. I mean, it's Shantae everything, and you know they added steel books that mm-hmm. uh, exclusive to the other games. The slip cover, which I thought was pretty cool, and then just oh, I bet Barry loved extra steel books. <laughs> yep, I got the steel books, and in fact, I I was originally only getting one uh, the slip cover. I was talking with a friend of mine who's a huge Shantae fan, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna take all the steel books and put them in the slip cover." And I said, oh, "Oh, I was actually thinking about putting all the regulars in the slip cover." And then I said, "Wait a second, why don't we just grab two slip covers and just have all the steel books in one and all regulars in one?" So we oh, actually no! both, we ordered two of them. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty cool idea. It's called bad. So that's what I'm gonna be doing. Bad. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, should we wrap things up? Yeah, let's do it. Nice. So, um, as JP forgot to mention, we do have Super Blood Hockey still up for pre-order during this crazy light week. <laughs> um, you know, you're getting in your last fair, two weeks. Yes. But to Blah. be fair, it is always at the top of my weekly releases as the first thing. 
Uh, but you're right. I should have mentioned that you can pre-order if you're in the U.S. Super Blood Hockey from PremiumEditionGames.com. And if you're anywhere else in the world, Video Games Plus. And I did see this question posted today, so I'll answer it here. It is the exact same version. So that slipcover, the challenge card, mm-hmm. all those goodies, it, wherever you pre-order it right now, either our site or Video Games Plus, it's the same edition. Yeah, I, I will say that it's not our intent to create multiple variants if we can avoid it. Um, right. Like, in reality, yeah. Like, unless we specifically in the future say, like, hey, we're only doing this during a pre-order window, like, just expect right. it to be everywhere. Um, we're not trying to, to create anything crazy. Um, mm-hmm. If we specifically say it's going to be limited to this one specific thing, though, it will be. Like, we'll make sure everybody's clear, because, yep. I mean, we still get questions on, we only have U.S. shipping now on the site. And, I mean, I have on four different page, four different spots where there's a link to Video Games Plus, and we mention it everywhere. Um, yep. And we still get questions, So, and we'll answer them every time. But, like, so we will be sure to at least have it available in, like, 20 places. like maybe that 21st might have got it through you know it's funny jp earlier you actually mentioned like oh there was a news thing that we forgot to cover there was another news thing that i just realized that we forgot to cover which we'll probably have to cover next time as well Uh oh what was it the xbox one announcement of date and price and everything oh yeah we'll we'll definitely talk about that next week in the news for sure yeah yes yeah because that's that's a big one we need to chat about that um Let's uh, so so to wrap up. Um, as always, we do have um, Switch Collector up for pre-order at HagensAlley.com and PremiumEditionGames.com. You have approximately eleven days to pre-order Super Blood Hockey uh, right now at PremiumEditionGames.com for the U.S. and VideoGamesPlus.ca for all international. All the shipping is affordable, JP. It's affordable. Um, Super affordable. We listen to you all, so it's definitely a great price to get a great game um we get forty thousand um forty thousand sales over the next weekend we will uh buy jp lunch um (laughs) 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 so that'll be fun if we if we get to do lunch um but you can find me on facebook and the twitter at hagan's alley and at hagan's alley books on instagram you can find me on Twitter at HawkHellfire. You can find me on Facebook, and you can find me on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. And you can also find me all the time on the Premium Edition Games Discord, Ooh. as well as our email, JP. Yep, so jpswitchmania.com for those weekly release posts that I just read. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and definitely Twitter, jpswitchmania. Twitter is where I live. Also, on social media for premium edition games uh i am that twitter guy that's responding back to you and i will give credit to frank who is handling instagram and facebook big thanks to barry for discord uh but yeah you could follow us uh you know definitely give us a follow at premium edition games uh and thanks for supporting us frank the tank frank the tank <laughs> <laughs> oh and also a big thanks to erica again for that amazing ad and the graphic design that she's been doing for for our company. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Have a good one.